everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Mina. And I'm Tom. And today we have episodes 29 and 30 of Digimon Data Saver Squad. We're back. I'm liking this, like, Johnny um, (laughs) Carson-esque rhythm you've got with the intro here, Sloan, today. I don't know, I'm kind of just vibing. Or rather the Simpsons version of Johnny Carson, because that's the only Johnny Carson I know as as a British person. um, I was a clown. It, it was very, it was very like really good show, which is the only <laughs> really show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> show. I'm doing a lot but, of hand motions in my room as like I'm like I'm gesticulating. I'm I'm very Italian coded today. Italian oh, coded. Italians love to talk with their hands. That's a very funny way of saying I have Italian heritage. I'm Italian coded. Yeah. I'm Italian coded. <laughs> Talking with your hands, great for podcasting, as we all know. Like yeah, the, it's, it's perfect for radio. It, it it really adds a lot to the experience. Yeah, um, for the listeners at home. Um, the I mean, listeners hey, we already did a whole episode about trading cards that the listeners can't see, so... <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I decided to open my cards off off, off air this time. I, we, I just I just unpacked a, uh, another set. And I'm sure I, they liked all the crinkling plastic, though. I enjoyed it. The crinkling plastic... Plas- the crinkling plastic is probably the best part of the experience. Although I did also just manage to pull uh, and Thomas Hitch, Norstein, and Gaumon in the same set, so I was, I was happy yeah. with that. You, you're not bag. allowed legally. The people making the packs aren't allowed to separate them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm just I'm gonna get sniped or something, or you know, swatted as soon as as soon as they <laughs> as soon as those cards are no longer touching. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or, or within or within fifty. There's the literally a laser sight on you right now. Oh no! Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Just don't separate them. Yeah, that's what you get when you produce the premier Digimon rewatch podcast on the internet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I say produce. I mean, appear in it. <laughs> Sloan, Sloan produces. You, you it. host. You're a hoster. I'm a. I'm a producer. A I'm hoster. A ho- that's not a word. I'm a hoster. hoster. I'm the hoster, hoster with the, with the, the moster. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you pushed you in. A- if you stay ready, you don't gotta get ready. Sun Tzu said that in the Art of War. I'm blaming. I'm blaming the lag for that one. That is, see, we we in this podcast we have already given a mo- more accurate summation of the Art of War than any finance bro who's ever <laughs> put the book on a mandatory reading list. Literally, the only two things you need to know about the Art of War is if you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready, and how to ford rivers. Yeah, like, I just think it's so funny every time some, like, fake philosophy Jordan Peterson wannabe is like, oh, you gotta read The Art of War, it'll change your life. And then you read The Art of War, and it's like, you you should probably feed your army. Horses need lots of hay. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, wow, mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. It is. Yeah, you, you have know. To, you have to care for the people under your uh, your rule? Someone had to write that down for the first time, you know. So <laughs> it was back then. It just wasn't there. You couldn't take. Oh no, for take, sure. I just think yeah. anyone who includes it on like a book that will change your life list is like you've never read this before in your fucking life. <laughs> like you're such a liar. People lie on the internet. It's totally not like we went over that last time. <laughs> yeah the, the the Megumi tit size debacle. I remember posting that like wall recording <laughs> we had a listener to like explain and I'm like you got to wait. You got to wait. <laughs> um I hope uh, all of our listeners had a good Christmas New Year. We're just this is our first episode back after the festive period. So for all who celebrate and so I had covid. I didn't um, have Christmas. Yeah, Sloan you, thought, yeah. Sloan, did you did you did you say I think I have COVID at least once while you had COVID? 
Oh, I did it. Oh. God, shame. I, I screwed up. <laughs> I have to get it again. <laughs> oh, you and um, No, I should say that. Uh, no, I mean, that, that, is, that is a real shit situation. I'm sorry you had to go through that slow and on. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and any other listeners, if, if anyone else had the same. Um, oh, yeah. Hope despair. you all had a nice then... uh, uh, holidays. Hope you opened a gift that you enjoy. Hope you didn't have how, how COVID. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy Honda Days from our podcast to yours. <laughs> Seasons Greasons. I'm definitely not getting the reference here, but it's you okay. Don't know the... Oh, yeah. We, we, I, I'm we, probably we the move only on. person who knows the Happy Honda Days. <laughs> um, we, we, we move on. We move on. Um, do we have any news? News. Yes. We have news. news. We have a little bit of news. Um, so, uh, Japan, uh, not us, is getting a, a Tamers Blu ray box set. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, this month, uh, it, they showed, uh, with the will, uh, as per we get all our news, because investigative journalism, I don't have time to do that. Um, they have this cool, like, uh, this cool, like, cover for their Blu-ray box set that looks nice, got the egg pattern. I wish I could buy this. Yeah, I feel like that's, like, if we say that about every piece of Digimon merchandise we show on this, we show or talk about on this podcast, right? Yeah, I wish I could buy like, a lot of Digimon things. I can't. Yeah, like why? Why <laughs> aren't we allowed to buy this? There is a market for this, is there not? It eh. can't be licensing for like the the Tamer stuff, right? Because like, no, I think no, it's probably, I think just, probably hey, just... Bond still exists, so that someone, should be okay. Someone needs to look at this over here and go, "This will sell enough to make this worthwhile." And I don't think that person exists just yet, <laughs> but. <laughs> They will eventually, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. probably if they just Discotech. hired us... Discotech has already announced uh, Zero Two, right? Yeah. Yes, correct, yeah. yeah. I guess it's yeah. just a matter of time until we get Tamers, then. Do you but think like... that their Tamers box set will include uh, the, the Digifest radio play that ruined our lives? God, I hope... I, if they do, they're evil <laughs> for that. If they do, that would actually be kind of... like It would be bad, but it'd also be kind of funny as a bit. You you don't have to say it'd be kind of funny, Sloan. It's all right. We can we can feel the pain. Wait, you are you suggesting Greg Miller should read out the the? Uh... No, 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 no. <laughs> Greg, if Greg Miller, Miller ever had anything professional to do with Digimon before me, I would walk into the woods. The only thing Greg Miller should host is a parasite. Haha. <laughs> I'm not gonna say true, but uh, you know in my voice. <laughs> I, I don't know. I blame the rise of Colin Moriarty on him. He gave his shitty roommate a job and then defended him for years, and now we have one of the most insufferable bigots in the world running around making shitloads of money because of him. True. It really is hard to keep whimsy sometimes when you think about stuff like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's not good. It's not good. Um, but also, uh, next news, we have... Um, so Digimon Con is uh, leading up and Bandai has put out a Digimon game survey uh, in advance of like, you know, Digimon games you've played, what genre of Digimon games that you might buy, like what uh, specific recent games are your favorite, like what characters, like what you found memorable. Um, unfortunately, as the time of this recording, that ends tomorrow. So hopefully you already filled it out. Yeah. But uh, if you can, if you can listen to this next week and then go into the past, make sure you put that you would buy a Digimon fighting game. Even oh, if you wouldn't. Do it for me. Shit. Speaking of Digimon fighting games, there's actually something I wanted to share uh, real quick. Ooh. So, um, thank you to friend of the show slash loyal listener, um, Amy, for alerting me to this. Um, there is a Digimon Rumble Arena fan remake 
that is being made right now. I saw that. And I did, I was totally unaware of this until like a week ago. But holy shit, this game has like 35 characters in it. Like they are going so hard. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't see a lot, but I remember like hearing about it. I don't really see, think if I've seen it, but that's awesome. Yeah, like it looks so cool. Um, it's got an enormous cast with characters from, like, every single, you know, um, part of Digimon, including stuff that, like, didn't exist when a Rumble Arena was first coming out. Like, fucking Commandermon's in this game. That's amazing. That's your, that's your dude. <laughs> that's my boy. That's my little baby boy. That's your silly rabbit. You Just know, like, like, from the, from the thing. <laughs> I, I get it, yeah. Does he call you that? No. No. Well, like, it looks a lot more like Smash Bros. now. Like, there's literally just a Final Destination stage that I'm pretty sure uses the texture from Brawl's Final Destination stage. That's inc- that's incredible. Okay, that is very funny. Um, but yeah, like, there, there are, like, a million Digimon in this game. Even, like, Sloan, this will be really, um, interesting for you to hear in particular. Um, Floramon is in the game, and... I was like, Floramon, What's, why, why is Floramon in the game? And then I look at videos, and the reason Floramon's in this game is because it can digivolve into Crusadermon. Let's go, PogChamp! <laughs> okay, um, I'm looking this up. I thought you were going to say it was because of the the one French Digidestin, and I was going to already think that's pretty cool, but that's even better. I like that more. I'm looking this up. Is this the is this sorry Digimon Rumble Arena fan game and the, yeah it's if the the with the whale uh, link is yeah. the accurate one. They've been working on this since 2019, and yeah. the latest version just came out like last month. Cool. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. Wow, that answers. literally is just the the brawl final destination, huh? <laughs> so I I think oh, yeah. we need to <laughs> yeah, we need really to play is. and or stream this at some point. This seems so cool. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm looking at some of these um, unlockables. Hell yeah, I love Smash. Because like I know we we've always been talking about doing a Rumble Arena stream at some point, um, but like this this feels like the right opportunity. Like this is this is a perfect game for us. Yeah, like we we like Digimon. Some of us like Smash Bros. <laughs> we can have fun with this. I like Smash Bros. Wait, who doesn't like Smash Bros? Yeah, Mina, do, do you? We all got like the guns out, like pointing at each other, like who doesn't like Smash Bros? I like Smash Bros. I, like Smash Bros. I, I think I think uh, Sloan enjoys Smash Bros. From what I understand, I I, I enjoyed I enjoyed a Smash a Bros. Just stand, standing up like Spartacus. I like Smash Bros. I like Smash the, Bros. The, yeah, the what is it like the one Abraham Lincoln painting or whatever? It's important to I me enjoy to, to play Smash Bros. Once in a while. It's, it's important. To, it's important to me that people know that I enjoy Smash Bros. Not in an <laughs> annoying way, just in a, like a normal way. <laughs> they got they got the Trailmon Station, the D Reaper Zone, as stages, not like as characters. Yeah. Oh, I see. It'd be funny if the D Reaper Zone was a state was a character though. That would be good. Like like the D Reaper deck, you just play as the D Reaper. Hmm. Wait, they got Dipenmon as an alt. Oh, we are so in there. Catch my Dipenmon at Evo. <laughs> Anyway, well, that's cool. I'm glad people are keeping the dream alive for yeah. I, I think we games. we definitely owe this a bit more um a bit more attention in the future. So please, please stay tuned, everyone. Yes, yeah, we definitely. definitely we we've talked about how we want to do car games, Rumble Arena. We'll this will be the year, hopefully, that we yeah, can some, do some of these things. So something came out regarding the 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 card game and a potential uh, option for that. 
um, that we're kind of sitting on for now. So I know that we said that we would do a card game stream before the new year, um, but since like, you know, life stuff happened, and then you know, an announcement that we don't want to bring attention to because we don't <laughs> we don't want it to get um, you know, taken down by copyright uh happened so we're we're just gonna we're gonna chill for a bit and see how that develops because if we can make a more a more painless and enjoyable stream i think that would be uh optimal truly wait what we'll, we'll, sorry, we'll tell it we'll tell you off we'll tell you off air okay the producer <laughs> has told me that but yeah okay. uh for both of you if you haven't done the uh the digimon game server there's the link i haven't um, i'm just gonna I'm just... you have only until tomorrow oh shit okay i'm gonna do it now uh, I'm gonna fill out so, my answers now, <laughs> right okay. now. So they have things of like I'll just go over because I have the survey up because I linked it in our in our chat. They have like please select from the following genres. They have like puzzle games, party games, fighting, shooting games, action RPGs, MMOs, uh, tactics RPGs, pixel RPGs. Like me- basically, it says 2D action adventures, but we know they mean Metroidvanias, Battle Royale, they, which would they, be very funny. <laughs> They're too cowardly to use the cro- the proper term search action games. I was I knew you're gonna say that, and I agree wholeheartedly. Yes, search action for <laughs> life. Okay, so it's funny they don't say um like Metroidvania, but they do put Souls like, which I think is very funny. That, that is really funny. Yeah, Digimon Souls like would. Okay, let me let me let me rephrase this. It has the potential to go so hard. It could yeah. be extremely fucking bad, though. <laughs> okay, if you play... Okay, you make a Digimon Souls-like, and you have Leomon. Because then you have a sword. You automatically have a weapon. I, I see. I thought, you were going, I, I thought you were going... I taking that in a different direction. I thought you were saying your Leomons, you're already used to dying a lot. I mean, no, yeah, that's what I was, I was going to say next is... You're Leomon, so you have a sword, you have a weapon. But you are also going to die a lot, so... <laughs> and then they have stuff like social communications, like your Animal Crossings, and they have Card Game, which has me hoping they will do something official, but... Yeah, I mean, they announced something official back in 2021, and they haven't said anything about it, and I think it's because they're they're shifting to a model of only making official sims for card games that they're sunsetting. Um, Pain. So, I almost said sundowning there. That would be a very different thing. <laughs> that would... Uh, that would... No. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I, what what of these categories would you most would be the weirdest uh genre that you would play a digimon game in because mine oh. is battle royale i think yeah i feel like a digimon battle royale would be 100 yeah. command Dramon, drop out of a cargo Dramon. no actually you know what <laughs> okay, that but it, it, it could work if you have like everyone starts out as like rookies or whatever and then they actually like you know you have to gather whatever to like digivolve. I don't know. Oh, that's you, good. At, at the point you can digivolve, you can just like you know s- s- stomp rookies easily and like from far away and stuff. And like everything's to scale, so like you have you have um, you know Greymon being a big dinosaur and then Metal Metal Greymon being bigger and so on and so forth. So that, at that the would end, be really cool. At the end, you go from like a hundred like you know scrimblows to like. Five kaiju <laughs> at the end, basically fighting. That's my final pitch. Namco, you you did you've done weirder stuff. You did that Dragon Ball Dead by Daylight thing, which is probably getting yeah. Shut down honestly, a di- Digimon Dead by Daylight would go super hard though. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, if th- if there's a pitch okay. for that, I'll be just there. Here, he, here's, yeah. Like here's my okay. pitch. Uh, it takes place uh during during Tamers during the part where the D Reaper is like flooding the world. Okay. And you're in the digital world. You play as like a rookie or an in training, 
as the D Reaper agents or or like whatever and the goo is converging in and you have to run and hide and escape. So all the killers are D Reapers. Yes, D D Reaper uh scrimblows. Okay. That's my I think, pitch. I think it, that could be cool too, but uh, swap out um swap out the D Reaper agents for the Dark Masters. That's also good. You have to play as like... Jedi running away from <laughs> Tidemon. Or if you want to take it a step further, you could make it timely and make it so that you're playing as uh you know the four main tamers from Savers and your digivices are broken, you gotta escape the biohybrids. There you go, boom. Namco Bandai hire this woman. <laughs> I am no longer asking. Uh anyways, um oh yeah, we have one more we have a card game thing. Digimon Liberator. Yeah, so that got that got announced um late last year. Um a lot of people were very disappointed by this announcement, and I don't really understand why, because it was never really advertised as like, oh, this is going to be a video game or a new like auto sim or whatever. Um, so this is a, a web manga that is based on the Digimon TCG, like the ongoing one, um, in the same way that Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, is, is based on like Magic the Gathering loosely, where the characters will be playing the TCG in the in the the universe of the web manga um and i'm very excited for that they've already announced the two main characters and their partners which are all new digimon one looks like a parrot and the other one looks like a little kind of padamon gremlin in a shoe i love i love little cat in the shoe mon yeah um and they oh wait hold that... on hold on uh sorry to interrupt you but if it's like a little padamon in a shoe you call it padashu that's like Pat-a-shoe. a history thing Oh, okay, I got it. Sorry, that took me a second. <laughs> I see, I see. It's like a dough for, for, for pastries, I think. <laughs> okay, I, I, I see. You see, the joke is that it, it has to do with... <laughs> Moving fake foods, on. ...which is a mouse. Um, the, I don't know. They've, they've already announced that the next two starter decks are going to be based on these two protagonists, um, which is cool. I think like some some neat synergistic um, cross promotion will be nice, and it gives them more sources to draw from. Considering they've already gone through every single series um, for the card game and given them all sets. Yeah, you so gotta, some more. You eventually have to make something new. Yeah, so some more out of the box stuff would be cool. I would love to see like a dedicated another dedicated video game set because we got the one that was based on Digimon World One and the other one that was based on Redigitize in World Three. But I would love like a dedicated Cyber Sleuth set. Or a dedicated next order set, or even like a survive set would be cool. A survive set. I'm so surprised I haven't a survive set yet. Like, like they had those promo cards, but yeah, but like bo- stuff like Plutomon and Bolt uh Bolt Bolt- Yeah, Bolt Baltamon. Like they, those would seem like huge gimmies for like easy boss monsters they haven't printed yet. I I, I would also that Plutomon and survive changed my brain chemistry. <laughs> I would really like to see a um like one based on Rearize. Because um, obviously that game is no longer uh, playable, so it'd be yeah. nice if they like <laughs> immortalized uh, some of Tom those. Tom is Rio Rise's strongest soldier. I mean, it's not <laughs> it's not great. It's just the gacha game. But, but you're still its strongest soldier. <laughs> it had its moments. This survey literally references. It says which of these games have you play? Have you played? Listing some like recent Digimon games, and it, and it mentions it mentions Rio Rise. So they clearly. They clearly think of it fondly too. Not fondly yeah, enough to keep, I mean, keep online, but uh, you know. some 
some good news for you, Tom. The set that's coming out um, two weeks from now as of recording um, has heavy Leomon as well, like one of the focus um, like, see, Digimon uh, in the set. I See, I appreciate that, but I also I, I also think heavy Leomon is dumb as hell. <laughs> so I it, don't... It's, it is dumb as hell, but it's 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 brilliantly dumb as hell. It's it, they just made the fucking guy Galgar into a Digimon, and I will love it forever for that. Mm, okay, maybe I'm missing like something that will make me appreciate just, it. Just but... Google guy Galgar. It, it's a yeah. This is a, a mid '90s mecha anime that's lion based. Oh. It, it, have you met Leowan's obvious homage to it? Hey Keep... Tom, uh, just for okay. confirmation, speaking of Rearise and that survey, uh. Is that um that favorite Digimon uh that you posted in our chat? Is that what you actually submitted? No, because they asked me to explain my reasons, and I was like, "Well, I'm not doing that." <laughs> but like, the reason you liked the, grinding for XP. The reason would be, uh, yeah, grinding for XP. I'm also confused. I did not mean, um, I did not, um, I, I was not thinking of Heavy Leomon. I was thinking of, um, I think this is the name for it. Is it Spinleomon or something like Grapleomon? that? Grapleomon. Grapleomon, that's the one. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> the one that looks I, like a fighting game character? I hate Grapleomon. No, he looks like... I don't know. He lo- He looks like... Um, why do they have to spin? <laughs> why is he okay, got like... Okay, no, Heavy Leomon he is the... a pile bunker. If you hated him, you would be off the podcast. Um. When Yeah, Heavy Leomon's great. Um, just to be clear, but like Grappliamon is like, why does he have the sonic free cylinders on his arms and legs? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. Have you, have you seen, um, the alternate, um, ultimate for Leomon? Uh, Loader Leomon? Loader Leomon's kind of silly, I think. Let me, let me have a look at this. Loader. That's a Zoid. That's just a dang Zoid. Oh, he's kind of, I don't know, he's kind of cool. He's kind of, I mean, he's, he's yeah, Sloan's correct, 100%, but uh, he's kind of cool. I don't know. He, he's just a robot tiger. As a Beast Wars kid, I'm into it. <laughs> Fair enough. I do want to say, though, this uh, this girl protag design in uh, Liberator, this is, this is such a good design. This is a peak dis- Digimon design. I, I love really that girl. That is a good design. This should be... This should, why the, they should save these for the anime? Like, I, know I love the way she she has a pin of Agumon's eye because it shows how iconic the the Digimon eyes are. Yeah, yeah. Like she's I just I, got I an tweet. She just got a pin of Agumon's head just for good measure in case you're, in case you're not sure. But everyone um, loves Agumon. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's true. I, I I literally saw a tweet this morning when I was when I was waking up. Uh, this one right here that talks about how iconic the the eyes are in Digimon design language. Like, it's uh, oh, oh, I really hate the tweets don't embed properly. Um, yeah, no, this is one hundred percent true. Yeah, it's Digimon, great. Like you can recognize a Digimon eye, like no issue. Yeah, yeah, they, they, and like they, they go a long way to like letting you know what this thing is because as as complicated as Digimon designs get, you know, this is a great way to bring it back down to earth. Um, so to speak, yeah, give like, them an eye. Like, yeah, I, I just po- I relatable. just posted I just posted Millenniumon in the chat. Millenniumon has the eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. supposed to be you know the most terrifying and dangerous Digimon in the world, but it has it has the eye. They're red. You know who else? <laughs> you know who also even, has the even eye? Even this little shoe, this little shoe cat, like has the eye. Yeah, it has two of the dang eyes. One is on the shoe. Pokemon has the eye. Yeah. Why did Why do we always get the pizza and he only gets the crust? 
<laughs> he, they, he's never living that down. He's never, he's never beating the allegations. Speaking of pizza jokes, um, we we had some this this week on Digimon. Teams. We did. Yeah, I is don't know. Any, is, let me check. Is there any more news? Is there any more news before we move on? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, okay. no, that's it. All right, let's move on then. Without um, happy news year. Yeah, happy. Boo, boo. Right, <laughs> so we we have an episode to talk about. Uh, is episode twenty nine. Tom, would you like to of, take that away for us? Oh, did you wait? Hold on, no, hold on. I need to stop for a second. Mina's posted a picture in the chat, and it is. Wait a second. <laughs> there's, I there's, hope this is official. There's a. Um, I, I mean, slow. The photorealistic slice of pizza is not official. It would be really funny if it was, though. That's what I mean. Busting out, <laughs> busting out my 2004 uh, is this Photoshop memes folder for, uh, for this one. Uh, I can tell this is Photoshop because some of the pixels. And from having seen quite a few shops in my time. Yes. <laughs> Love that meme. Shops. Um, yeah, Everybody. anyway. Shop, 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 shops. All right, okay, right. Episode twenty nine of Digimon Savers. I uh, I know how to. I love how I can instantly just decimate the podcast's traction. Yes, <laughs> stop it. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, episode twenty nine of Digimon Savers is called "How to Fix a Broken Digivice," uh, and in, in Japan it was called uh, "Resurrected Digivices: A New Brilliance." Uh, aired in Japan on October 29th, 2006, and May the 5th, 2008, in North America. This episode was written by Akatsuki Yamatoya and directed by Nariyu Sasaki. And this episode picks up from where the last one left off, of course, where we have the just defeated. Um, I forget what name we went with for these three idiots. The, was it the... the Knuckleheads, I guess? Um. Oh, I thought you meant like the official name. I don't know what we the goons. The by the by. Yeah, I, I think we call them. I think we call them the knuckleheads to contrast uh, frontiers characters being the chuckleheads. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and these, these are the biohybrid uh, three. To be to be clear, the biohybrid three. Yeah. You're always saying that. Yeah, my favorite nineties R and B group, the biohybrid. <laughs> so. Um, they're sort of they're very sour because they had their asses whooped in the last episode. I mean, one of them is very sour. The other two don't really give a fuck. Yeah. Well, true, but but yeah, okay, yeah. He's sour enough to make up to. to he's sour enough for all three of them. Is what I'm trying to say. Anami yeah, is of, literally like the biggest chillin. Yeah. One uh, of the, one of the things he's upset about is the other two not giving enough of a fuck. Well, I mean, he's probably annoyed because he has a last name and the other two don't. So like, he's, he's like, why why am I a fully realized character and these two are just just people <laughs> so yes koki koki is very he's very upset because of getting whooped in the last episode and they're on the they're on the on the phone to karata and um sorry i'm still terrible with names the new year hasn't changed that um, they're on the phone to karata and karata's basically like look that's great and all but you're not here they're necessarily to keep fighting them over and over you're there for a mission so go off and do that but Cookie is like, no, no, I need to, I need to go and kick Marcus's ass, and the other two are like, whatever. So anyway, going back to the savers, Marcus, Thomas, and Yoshi, their digivices are still broken. Their Digimon have returned to their rookie forms, and they're basically trying to figure out what to do now. And Marcus is like, well, we should go see my dad. We should go find my dad, Spencer Damon, and initially there's some reluctance to do that, but then then Marcus is like, well. You know, it's better than being sat around here doing nothing. 
And then Thomas agrees, and then and the Marcus is like, all right, let's go find him. And then Thomas has to tackle Marcus to the floor because the biohybrids are in the area. And basically, they're very vulnerable right now, being it, having just their rookie Digimon and no way to Digivolve. So they are, you know, being... Thomas is being careful to Marcus's uh, annoyance. Yeah, I love how hard Marcus struggles. Even, like, when Koki calls him a coward, like, does it come out, Marcus, or are you a coward? He looks like he's about to bite Thomas's hand. <laughs> I genuinely was like, you know, Marcus, you can you can get this fight you want if you just lick Thomas's hand once. <laughs> like, the, the sub dialogue in this is so funny because in... In the dub, uh, Thomas just says, Marcus, calm down. In the sub, he says, I know, I know, bear with it. <laughs> like, he knows how bad he wants to fight. Yeah. Marcus's suggestion was to go to Wanderer's Cape, which is where previously they'd seen an upside-down mansion, like, underneath this, like, cliff face. I don't, I don't know what the technical term is, but yeah, like, it was like this upside-down mansion on the so other the side. The Ripley's, believe it or not, house. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that was thinking the exact same thing, yes. <laughs> so they decided to go there, <laughs> because that's where Spencer was apparently last seen. When they get there, they do not find this, but they do find a small little dojo. What's the name of the dojo, Tom? Uh, it is the DNA Charge Dojo. And in the, so that's probably the one of the sloppiest edits I've ever seen. So dumb. Second, second only to the one that shows up a few minutes later. <laughs> we were, so dumb. We were talking about Photoshop, and yeah, this is uh, this was a good. This is one of these jobs where I kind of feel sorry for them because it's like a Japanese sign and it's, it's like spelled it's vertically. Not, though. But, the original but, was in Digicode. It wasn't even in Japanese. They didn't have to change. They just it. changed Digi. You're kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, never mind then. Because <laughs> that was in the, in, in the sub. And the sub Thomas walks up to it and says, what is this? Because he can't read it. <laughs> oh, that... boy, I sure hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, they're at the DNA Charge Dojo, um, and so is Banchaliamon, who they met a couple of episodes ago. Marcus is still spoiling for a fight with Banchaliamon, but Banchaliamon is like, t- trying to explain to them what DNA Charge is, and he's... Well, he's asking them what they what DNA charge is, expecting an explanation from them, and they can't seem to come up with one, not even Yoshi. So what Banchaliamon proposes is that they need extra training. And so he brings them into the dojo, and he says, you know, you need to complete this training if you want to be able to, uh, you know, digivolve again, essentially. And you need to understand what DNA charge is through this training. And pretty much of, uh, both of them, well, I say both of them, I mean, I mostly mean Marcus and Thomas, they're just like, yeah, no, we're going. Marcus tries to fight Banchaliamon, but Banchaliamon, you know, just dodges effortlessly. And they try to leave, but they can't. There's a force field around the entire dojo, so it essentially zaps their hand as they try to go for the door. Banchaliamon isn't fighting... His training doesn't involve fighting them directly. Instead, he's going to use these... Like wooden puppets, so these mokujins, yeah, the mokujins are from Tekken, but yeah, these these like wooden puppet dolls that they are essentially they just need to bust through them essentially. And Marcus is able to break them apart easily enough, but they reform because essentially he's not punching them in the right way, <laughs> or with enough power, or with enough focus power, or so on. With enough soul, with enough soul, yeah, exactly. No, they can't say that. This is the Stem Lord uh, dub. It's enough with DNA. <laughs> So Banchaliamon is is basically explaining that now you can't leave until you know you go through this training. Unfortunately, the biohybrids show up again and they spot 
the Digimon who are left outside. In the, in the middle not- of their game of hopscotch, SMH. <laughs> oh, it was so cute. So the three Digimon were left outside because Bantaliamon didn't have enough chairs inside, so he made them wait outside. Thank you, a classic dub joke for no reason. So they're left outside and the buy hybrids spot them and they're now easy pickings, of course. So they basically just get to business brutalizing the rookies. And, like, the kids know this. Like, the kids can hear the commotion happening outside. The dojo starts getting torn up and the buy hybrids realize, oh, the kids are inside there, obviously. And they can't get in because of the force field and the kids can't get out because of the force field. So all they can do is, is Marcus kind of watch as, like, Agumon is in the claws of... By of Thunderbirdmon, aka Kooky, and this is what gives Marcus enough drive to, like, you know, realize his DNA charge, aka Soul. And Bantaliamon's like, "That's great, but you're not done yet. You need to, you need to focus it. You need to control it." And Marcus is actually able to do that, and with that, he's able to demolish the wooden puppets for good. And then the other two, the other two watch him do it, and then basically realize, "Oh, okay, I know what we have to do." And then they do it, and then they can all leave. And then they can all fix their digivices and digivolve their Digimon into their free ultimate forms. And what I think is a series first, if just Mega having... Megaform, Tom. Megaform. Oh, Megaforms, yes, of course. I for- totally forgot about... Um... You, were, you were just using the sub-terminology, of course. Oh, of course, yeah, no. 100%. And it's, 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 to be fair, the, even in the dub, their digivices do say ultimate evolution on them when they go into their megaforms. I'm going to guess they forgot, they missed that when changing it over. <laughs> yeah, they just, it, it's just consistent. Like, they, they just never change it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so they're three, they're three megaforms, uh, sorry. So, Shine Greymon for Agumon, Gamon becomes Mirage Galgamon, and Lalamon becomes Rosemon. Yeah! So these are three pretty cool Digimon. They have absolutely no trouble at all destroying the... Well, defeating, I should say, the biohybrid Digimon. And then they end by saying goodbye to Banchaliamon, thanking him for his training. Marcus is a bit more hesitant to thank him. He still wants a fight and so on. But Banchaliamon is like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then, and then uh, you know, he's he's pleased that the kids realised, you know, we're able to realize their full potential or whatever. And then, then off he walks into the sunset. And that's that. And he, he sends them out onto uh, to the sacred city. Oh, of course. Yeah, sorry. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he sends them to the sacred city. Yeah, he's like... He oh, says, sh- go to the sacred city. It's somewhere over there. And they're like, okay, I guess. You, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's an important detail. <laughs> oh, God. See, it's like it's like we're a team. Like I'm, I we, we help we help each other. When you when you are are Marcus r- charging through and crushing that dis- uh, description, I'm the Thomas, and I'm like, well, actually, <laughs> I thought this was a cool episode. <laughs> I, I it's did. a good episode. Yeah, I, I was not expecting three mega mega forms to shop. Yeah, once. that's pretty cool. Happy with that. It uh, feels kind of like as much as I like it, it feels kind of weird to me because it's almost. I don't want to say unceremonious, but, like, I am kind of bummed that, like, you know, like, in the past when we got Megaforms, like, it was sort of like a focus episode for the character. Oh, don't, don't you worry. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm sure we'll get it. It's just, I, I feel kind of like a little, like, oh, like, I kind of wish, like, it was, like, say, like, what, like, say if it was just Marcus who got this episode, and then, like, through, like, we have a little time skip after the, uh, the knuckleheads get, like, tossed into the ocean and drowned, uh, like, the other, like, Yoshi and Thomas sort of, like, 
time skip train their DNA charge type of thing. I don't like. I I I don't mind how they do. I was just kind of thinking like, oh, like it feels kind of unexpected for Digimon. I think you'll appreciate it when you see the upcoming focus episodes because not having to include the same conflict three times actually lets them showcase the new forms a lot better. Okay. I'll I'll take your word for it. I mean, I I, I have to because you've seen it and I haven't, but <laughs> Yeah. I I, like... I I do believe you. It's just it's just one of those things like in the moment I'm like thinking like that's very unexpected. Like I know we got like um War Greymon and Metal Grumon at the same time all the way back in Adventure. But it's it's like I don't know, like three at once is kind of like wow, that's surprise. Like I didn't think they would do that, you know? Yeah, I I I get you. I think that it it allows everyone to stay useful though, compared to even tamers, which I love. You know, there is like a long gap between each of them getting a mega, um, each yeah. of the three main characters getting a mega, and and until they do, it always feels like they're fighting you know at a lower level than they could. Like, Rika kind of gets demoted to babysitter <laughs> until she gets to Kuyamon. Yeah. So, yeah. I I do like this episode, though. I think I think it's, um, really... I like the, the fact that, like, we're going back to, um, a place we've seen before. I think, I think that's very cool. Like, it's like, oh, hey, like, we've been here before, and it's a different place after this time for reasons we don't really know or understand or who knows why. But, like, I think that's a cool thing of, like, oh... Let's go to the last place that we saw my dad at. And then it's like, they just go there. Yeah. And it, it it's a good sense of continuity. And I don't even think that, you know, Adventure and Zero Two had really had that outside of like primary village, I guess. They never really went back to places after they, you know, departed yeah. from the first time. I was, I was literally just thinking that I was, I was like, like, there are a few places like they'll see similar characters. Like we see Digitamamon a bunch in like Adventure and Zero Two, but like, the like the only time like we see like a, a past location like primary village or like when they see like an area in the whole messed up spiral mountain like digital world where it's like yeah. oh no this area is destroyed we're too late type of yeah. thing. One okay, I I do have to air some grievances though. I like this episode a lot. Um, having watched, I will actually watch like the sub and dub back to back instead of giving myself the usual like gestation time like I usually do. Um, usually I watch the, the dub one night and the sub the next night, but watching them back to back today, um, really solidified the feelings that I have. This is one of the most lazily dubbed episodes in the series in terms <laughs> of like getting basic shit wrong. Hold on. Um, so like, okay, first of all, we got to talk about the photoshops. The, we already talked about the unnecessary changing of Digicode to Arial font, but what's even more offensive to me is the the wall scroll inside the dojo. In ja- it did say Digisoul in Japanese in the original, but in English they changed it to DNA, and then the letters are, are you know going downwards to Digimon Natural Ability in in English again in the same ugly Arial font. But not only is it in the ugly Arial font. Ability is misspelled. It has two A's and a capital L where it should be a lowercase L. No shot, like, it does. It does. It absolutely does. Go back and check. And it's I'm, like... I, I'm checking. I mean, I'm gonna, I trust you, but it's like... I, like my, The no shot is not disbelief of you. It is disbelief that they would actually get that wrong. Yeah, like it's so lazy. Like literally, if anyone had double checked it even once, they would have noticed that and have been able to correct it. So like literally the only excuse I can think of is they just didn't care enough to fix it. And that's really really sad that's like so upsetting you know i'm not gonna give jeff nimoy any personal props because you know we know what kind of a person he is allegedly now 
Um, but like, I thought you cared about this man. Like, I thought that this this was like the one defining job of your life, and you can't even you know you can't even give a shit enough of a shit to like go back and double check your work. That's so. I I, I will say that like, anime dubs can be hell. Like, like the like the localization process can be hell. So there is the there is the slightest chance that they just generally had fuck all to work with, but but also misspelling eh. the the word ability. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's dire. It makes me. It actually kind of makes me upset. Like to just oh. see how much of a slapdash job it is. Because like you know, I've been ever since that H bomber guy video dropped in early December. I've come kind of immersing myself in the world of YouTube hackery. Um, and this is, like, on par with that shit. Like, just giving <laughs> so little fucks that you can't go back and change something that would have been caught on a... Like, that should have been caught on a first-pass edit. Like, it's just dire. Yeah. If you're going to make a mistake that basic, just don't change it at all. <laughs> this is amazing. I've just gone to the scene because I, I don't think I noticed it the first time, this war scroll. Um, and, yeah, like... Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> did, did this go to, like, I have a job for you. <laughs> When you get around to this show, um, please. Like it, it pains me so much because this this show is so fucking good. I would, and I I actually do love pretty much all of the performances in the dub, and I like a lot of the changes they made in the dub, like in terms of characterization. Like I think that some of the concepts and and like backstories flow better. But like God, what I would have like so. Way back in like the mid two thousands, four kids did the unthinkable. They they released an uncut dub of Yu Gi Oh with all of their edits gone, but with the same English voice actors. Yeah, um, I would give anything to get one of those for savers. Like you know, as many non shithead voice actors as they can get back, um, with you know their performances intact or re recorded to be even better. But with all the you know the Japanese um animation and you know mostly script, it's just like. I don't know. It just bothers me seeing something that I love so much being handled so carelessly. Yeah, um, I don't blame you. And that's only the tip of the iceberg, too. So later on in the episode, uh, when Bancho Leomon is explaining uh, the DNA charge overdrive, or the Digisoul overdrive, which is what lets them evolve into their mega forms, um, in English, he says, all human desire is derived from one of seven emotions. The, digi- you know, the oh, DNA charge overdrive is, is one of them. Um, which is exactly the opposite of what he says in the Japanese version, which is all human desire is is you know derives from one of seven um, categories, but the digi soul is a pure wish that that is separate and above all of the others. It doesn't draw from nor- normal human emotion, which is what makes it so difficult to to conjure. Like it's I'm not gonna say this like breaks the episode, but like it. It's the basic point of the line. He even says, like, he straight up says, however, you know, the Digisoul is not one of them. Like, how do you read that line, even like a machine translated version of that line, and and write the opposite of that? I don't know. It just feels exceptionally lazy. Yeah, um, as soon as we got to um, uh, DNA Charge Dojo, I was like, oh boy, we're in for an episode. But hearing <laughs> this is just like, Ugh. Yeah, and like I like this episode. These these bits of laziness do not ultimately ruin what is otherwise a well acted episode in general. But like, God, every time I see something like that, it, make, it just makes me wish they cared like ten percent more. You know? Yeah. Oh, like, totally. It it feels like, and I, I understand as Tom said earlier, like did you know English dubs, especially back then, 
were produced on a very tight, crunched schedule. But like, I don't think that's an excuse for this show. It was this was coming out two full years after the Japanese version. They weren't in a rush to keep up with it or whatever. Like, I if they look, wanted to, yeah. If they wanted to, they could have had the time to sit down and script out every single episode before they started dubbing them. Like, yeah. just because they they weren't, you know, they didn't have the time pressure to keep up with a Japanese release or anything. I just don't get it. Like, two years later, and they, they're still writing by the seat of their pants and not, you know, giving enough of a shit to do stuff. I, I can't even get into my full complaints, because there's some stuff in this episode that is factually incorrect, but you won't learn that it's factually incorrect until later because, <laughs> because of spoiler reasons. Uh, Put a pin in that. Um, We're going to get the pop quiz later. Yeah, and it's just like... it. It just bothers me that they seemingly didn't watch ahead for so much stuff. I know that I've talked about this a lot, but there's there's so many instances in this dub specifically where problems could have been solved if they looked ahead like 10, 20 episodes, which they could have because they had all these materials. Like the the you know the Japanese yeah. uh, sub had existed for two years. They could have literally checked a fan sub and gotten more accurate information. It's yeah. bananas. Yeah, presum- presumably anyway. Like I I could I there's the thing I. Could totally, I, you know what? You know what broke my brain. This is a little bit of a tangent, but you know what broke my brain when I heard about it was so. You remember when Persona Five came out and all the pronun- a lot of the pronunciations for names and such and like Japanese terms and such in the game just seemed kind of like unnatural and wrong. Sakamoto. Yeah, exactly. And then it turned out that like that's how Atlas Japan wanted them to say it. Like yeah, they and they're, be, they're being will... told to say it that way. That's what we... that, that 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 whole thing. That whole thing just made me realize this stuff gets can can be a whole lot weirder than we could possibly comprehend. And I, yeah. it wouldn't. I, I'm I'm saying this. I would say it's most likely this was someone just being lazy. Um, and and it also could just be likely that. I don't know, they didn't have the materials in advance and, like, for some reason they could only work on, like, whatever episodes they had on their hands at the time. I would love to know the full story because yeah, I... Yeah, like, to be a fly on the wall when this is being made. I would love... And this isn't, this, is, this isn't me jumping to the defence of them because, ultimately, this is the finished product. I'm just kind of... It's someone, this is someone's fault. I'm just kind of curious whose fault is it? And also, how hard did the people... How hard did people fight for it as well? Because I think that's also a part of it. It's like, and and if they didn't fight for it, you know, that's maybe kind of understandable if they're getting paid enough bugger all. But like, you know, it's a, it's a very. I feel like there's a story here, <laughs> and I, I imagine that story is just we weren't given enough, and it's just we either do the job or to give a fuck about doing the job. You know, yeah, I'm kind of I don't curious. Know. It just, I guess it's it just bums me out because like I'm I'm watching you know fan subs for the sub and just seeing fan subs give more of a shit about accurate translation than the dub it bums me out like there's literally a translator's note in this episode that they had gotten the or sorry not, not, not this episode for episode 30 that they had gotten they translated a term incorrectly and it would be fixed in every episode moving forward and like they gave more of a shit <laughs> about yeah. you know owning up to their mistakes and fixing them than translators the translator's note yomi is the, the japanese word for reading the mind of the opponent 
So I, just like I, don't... I, I mean, I'm I'm not surprised by that at all because it's like it's it's such a they have no particular deadline to work to and like they are fans already and that's why they're doing it in the first place. It, that 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 stuff never surprises me. The whole the whole thing of like here's what a bunch of unpaid fans could do. It's like yeah, no shit because they're like passionate about it, you know. And, and it's not that it's not it's not a, it's not a nine to it's not a nine to five. But uh, I guess yeah. I just wish. Um... Jeff Nimoy was more passionate about this because he made a big deal about returning for this series, you know? Like, this was like, you know, after he had dramatically quit along with Bob Buchholz in the middle of Zero uh, Two, this was like, you know, his return to the franchise. He made like a big blog post about it. He was interviewed about like what it feels to return to the franchise. He talked about how like he sees the franchise as his baby because, you know, he was the one who like shepherded it to English and was responsible for, you know, directing the movies to English dub and whatever. Mm. And it's just a shame. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like just big shame. If it, it's if a it good episode, like, but like, yeah, parts of it just feel so like lazy. It's like because because we will get to the changes that they were forced to make by um you know Bandai Japan, and I don't blame them for those at all. Like stuff like that in Citramon, it's literally like they were making the best of a bad situation. But like yeah, stuff like you know the aerial font replacing really coolly rendered you know ink brush signs it's just like it just smacks of low effort like yeah like it i didn't i was thinking like oh like i bet like this is changed because like it's probably like sort of like japanese like oh of course but it's like hearing it's digicode it's like why change that they didn't <laughs> change digicode before in a bunch of stuff it's confusing and i would honestly much rather if they're going to use the ugly aerial font just you know put it as a subtitle instead of replacing the sign with it yeah, because it's it's so visually distracting and ugly, and it, it like it makes it feel cheaper. You know, it it cheapens the the viewing experience. I know that, I know that's a very pretentious thing to say about a children's cartoon, um, but I think children deserve better. I think yeah. you know, even if it's for kids, they deserve high effort programming. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I like that, that's why I've been getting into all the stuff in this episode where like you know they still aren't allowed to say die for some reason like they have like oh you know oh you better come out Marcus or else Agumon's a goner it's like again Disney's been killing Bambi since 1940 like you're you're allowed to say kill or die it's fine like give them a shred of of you know maturity in their programming <laughs> and it'll 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 make them appreciate it more because I don't feel like they're being talked down to yeah. yeah, I feel I feel like I kind of always associate the like end of that stuff with um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like Adventure Time showing up and stuff like that. Like I I think that's always um, yeah that 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 was sort of the end of that stuff. Uh, that like might even be... at the same at the same time this was airing, Samurai Jack was on, right? And it's like this was oh, a show yeah, meant for like an older Digimon audience, right? Like supposedly it wasn't japanese like in japanese you know you've got like you know slightly more mature themes and more on-screen violence and characters like koki who are more like openly psychopathic than any humans have been who say cuss words like yeah also i didn't i forgot to mention this last episode but i didn't it didn't even think to mention it until alkesti brought it up because she, she watched the sub episodes with me this time um so koki has a lip ring in the japanese version or they edited out of the dub <laughs> i don't know why I think, I think you mentioned that Okay, because I, I found that to be so funny. It's such an unnecessary small change, but it shows how, how little they think of children. Oh, we can't see them with a piercing? What if they want to get a piercing? Which like, is weird, because um, uh, Yoli's brother had an earring, so... Oh, no, a, a lip piercing, not an ear no, piercing. No, I know. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. But, like, it's, it just feels like... it's 
it's so much. Like, you have to, you know, take the flesh color brush and edit it out of every single frame. And for what? Don't say, I don't <laughs> like, like the phrase flesh colored brush. <laughs> I know what you mean, but I don't like it. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, like, for what? Like, what are you, what are you protecting the children from? Yeah. Anyway, I like this episode. I like Boncho Leomon. I'm really happy that they stopped doing his friendship shit <laughs> in English. Yeah. It's. Uh, they, I think they realized, again, they, they didn't look ahead and realize how inappropriate that was for his character, so they just drop it. Um, <laughs> he's a cool character. I, I, I think I, I think it's... He's not very Bancho. <laughs> he's more like a... Like some sort of like... He's a, like a very stern, like, you know, this is how it's going to be, and F you, th- th- that's, the, you know, my way or the highway type of character. Um, yeah. And he, he's not I very really... rebellious. Yeah, and I really do like the the interaction he has with Marcus at the end of the episode, where Marcus is like, next time I see you, I'm going to kick your ass. And he goes, yeah, okay. And Marcus is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, he's like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's, I've, I've got to say, I'm really glad it wasn't uh, Bancho Grismond, because they say the line, that leather-wearing line, and who boy, if they change that to a different animal... <laughs> Would have felt a lot it's, of different connotations. It's really funny that they that's how they translated that line, because in the Japanese version, he, he just says, what kind of lion wears a gakuron anyway? Which is like a, a Japanese like school uniform. Right. <laughs> yeah. That leather-wearing <laughs> lion. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about that mega scene, because that was cool. Um, yeah. I, like, I have never seen Mirage Galgamon before that moment. Yeah, I've, cool. yeah, I've been strategically hiding him from some whenever I show her uh, <laughs> Saver's promotional material. I've, I've, That's true. I've seen all of these before, and they're cool. They're, they're, they're all they're all. I think really cool. I think Shrine Greymon's my favorite Greymon. Like, uh, That's out of, big out of, words. Out of all of the Greymons there's ever been, I just, I like the fact that it's, like, sleek. I like that he's got big child-bearing hips. Um... I can't even say it was take that, take, the, take that back. <laughs> no, no, say it again. Double down. No, I just Which think Greymon not... has the most pinchable waist. I just, I like its color scheme and I like its its silhouette a lot. It it feels more. It feels like if you you know, if you crossed a vaccine Greymon with like Dexter Greymon from the the X antibody special, um, it's got a very similar silhouette with the the bladed. Uh, wings and the the tail, except instead of having like a, a sword for its tail, it's got like a um a sun shaped ring. Mm. I am the I ring like feels kind of the tail ring feels kind of weird to me for some reason. I don't know why. It 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 feels like an ankylosaurus's like tail to me. Like it's got like a weapon kind of at the end of it. I'm I'm kind of like it looks like some some something sort of holy, and that's not Greymon. Like Greymon isn't meant to be like a holy sort of Digimon. He's he's more like I mean, a, this one is this one this one is the the vaccine Greymon. Okay, like right. mega fair dues. Um, what about the? Uh, the uh, I, I think it's I think it's pretty good. You know, I think I think it's all right. I um, it's not my favorite. Uh, one thing that annoys me about this is um, what the hell are the knees? What's going on with the knees? Like, there's giant blades coming out of its knees, and like that looks stupid. <laughs> Got a problem with knees? I have a problem with blades coming out the knees. Is it's like a I don't know. It's not for me. There's some Voldo type shit. Like, <laughs> you, you don't need blades coming out of your knees. I am H.O. But yeah. Other than that, I think it's cool. Um, Rosemont. Rosemont. 
Rose Mon. So we finally we finally got the Lily Mon evolution, even though Lily Mon's Rose not, not Mon. here. Rose Mon. Rose Mon. We had to go kind of around that around the houses a bit to get to Rose Mon at last. But uh, I know Rose Mon does show up eventually in like uh, 2020, I believe, and try try yeah try yeah. So like oh, oh boy, Lily Mon. Oh, oh boy, oh boy. Um, but yeah, no, um, Rose Mon's here. Uh, hilariously small in comparison to <laughs> to the other yeah. beggars. But she is just a human woman. Such it's a- not her size; it's how she uses it. At all. I'll, I'll cast you booed out loud when she saw how small it was. It's like, give me the giant woman. True, <laughs> true. Such is the life of being a uh, the mega Digimon of a of a female character. <laughs> you are a small woman. Honestly, true. Yeah, that's that's just the way it goes. They cast the normal size woman beam on her. That, that is the way it goes. <laughs> Unless, I, I guess, uh, I guess Beyond ended up being Homon. Which is cool, uh, or Phoenix Bond if you're nasty. Um, <laughs> if you're nasty, <laughs> if you're nasty. <laughs> um, no, but, I'm not nasty enough for that. No, how old man it is. Um, I, uh, but yeah, these the Rosemont is cool. Obviously, like it is. It's one of these Digimon that's like sort of teetering on the edge of being a bit whatever, you know. Um, uh, inappropriate, perhaps, but like this is this is like right on like the edge of like their cheesecake era when they were yeah, making think... like um like Venusmon and stuff. Like this is like this is them dipping the toe into the pool and be like, oh, is it? Is it too, I think this too this cold? represents the 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 uh, paradigm shift from most high level Digimon being sexy furries to most high level Digimon being sexy women. <laughs> well, it used I, to be a proper society. I think they classed it up just enough to make it to make it. Good and iconic. It's it's so. about as classy as you can make um a plant themed dominatrix. Yes, exactly. But I like her. I think she's I think she's bad. She's she's great. I love her. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's a cool Digimon. Um, yeah, what well, well done. And Mirage Kagamon is just it's just a baller. He's just great as hell. Is he like sort of like Matador theme? Because like he sort of got like the intricate like crest design. He's got like the big red cape. He's just got no. He, I think he's just I think like, he's a, like knight. a knight. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. kind of it's kind of like Gallantmon, but like, but, but wolf like, themed instead of dragon themed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's even got the same um, kind of chest piece that Gallantmon has. How Gallantmon okay. has the, um, or Gallantmon has like the the Gilmon shaped helmet, and to kind of match that, um, Mirage Galgamon has like the the Gaumon shaped chest piece. Okay, yeah. Now that um, I'm getting like a better look at it, uh, like through like different models and art. More than just like the very uh, like low quality rip I'm watching. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. And it's even the wolf. The wolf's head that makes up its chest piece even has the digital hazard symbol. Oh on yeah, it, just like uh, just like Gall- Gallantmon has. Uh, yeah, I saw the um like say like the the symbols on like the the gloves or the whatever and like the red cape. And I was like, is this sort of like meant to be like a matador? Because like like the you know like the red cape, the the very intricate designs feel very matador coded? Question mark. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm into it. He's cool. He's really cool. Yeah, he's, he's really he's cool. sick. Yeah, I just like any Digimon that has like that their, their their like head is like their torso, but oh, like their torso is themed after their like head essentially. Yeah, but then they've got their actual head poking out the top. <laughs> it's a, it's a cool kind of like a, kind of like heavy Leomon actually. Um, it's it's a cool. Uh, trope or whatever you want to call it and i like it. yeah cool it's a good design it's a good element, design yeah, yeah design yeah. um recurring yeah. design element i guess I could cliche say. yeah um uh yeah i'm a fan of that so these are all cool 
I have gone on before about Digimon's way of like um these guys get beat up or or these 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 folks can take no attacks or whatever or and, and then suddenly the Digimon evolve and then they beat them effortlessly and I don't like that sort of thing. But I think they've done it much better with the biohybrids. Um they did put up a they were dangerous. Um they were able to overcome them once already though, due to mm-hmm. um and, and it came at a great you know, it came at a cost. Um yeah. and I like that. I like that they still had a way to beat them, but it they had to go the they had to go beyond their limit. Uh, beyond their limits and and that's that's a, a fun way of doing it this episode they made them seem menacing just because you had you know the because because of that you know uh the digivice is breaking and yeah. even though they are even though they are silly and they did set them up the episode with, with a silly scene um and and then yeah and then you have them digivolve now and then they do beat them effortlessly but they don't just do. They don't just cut straight to a parade of like their signature moves. I really liked it that the first thing that happens is like I think it's Thunderbirdmon attacks Shang Greymon, yeah. and, and he just grabs him. <laughs> yeah, Shang Greymon literally puts his palm out, just like, grabs Thunderbirdmon by sorry by Thunderbirdmon's head, and then yeah, just, just like, like windmill him, slams him to the ground, tosses him to the so floor. Peak Marsh Greymon. Sorry, Marsh Greymon. Marsh Galgamon does the exact same thing to the. Uh, Stego, Stegosaurmon, whatever it's called. Yeah, he literally like kicks him, I yeah. think. Yeah, I, I like yeah, that. Yeah, he, he punts it. <laughs> Rosemont, oh, yes. Rosemont does bother to use like an actual named move, but yeah, like uh, she, she then also gets to do the same thing again when they all do use their signature moves. I really liked that. I thought it was fu- really funny that they just <laughs> they just humiliate them and then they do, and then they, you know, fully defeat them. Once and for all, dot, 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 question mark, question mark, question mark. Once and for all with like really big air quotes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, But the, 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 this was a really fun way to do it. And it did, I did like the scenes of like Marcus coming to terms with, uh, oh, not coming to terms, but like controlling the, the, uh, soul, uh, you know the, yeah. the power of. He went super. Yeah, so Leomon being like, "What do you want?" He's like, I, "I, I was like, what do you desire above all?" He's like, "I want to protect Agumon. I want to protect everyone." I'm like, "Yeah." Honestly, I was kind of expecting him to say like, "I want to kill the biohybrid." <laughs> I want to murder Koki in cold blood. And Baji Leomon's like, "Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, hold on a second, <laughs> this, this whole thing goes sideways. <laughs> But um, but no, the uh, the yeah, this was a really really cool surprise. So I, I like that. I like that hell of a lot. Yeah, I I th- I think this is a good episode. I I, I do want to give a shout out to the moment where they're like, where Banshee almost like, what's DNA charge? And they're like, no one knows. And then you know she's like, I know. And she's like, it's um, well, I'm not sure. And I'm like, you're so real for that girl. <laughs> I liked that because I was like, I was kind of like almost, you know, not, not actually out loud because I'm not, uh, I don't want to seem like a crazy person, but like I was actually like sort of screaming in my head, you know what DNA charges is, you do it all the time. And it's like, and I was, all I was thinking was DNA charges, the thing you use to digivolve, which I guess if I, if they'd have said the answer to Banjo Leamon, he'd be like, he'd be like, you are yeah, all idiots. Yes. But- Get out of my dojo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he'd be like, no shit. See, uh, that was another weird dub change because in the sub he he asked that like what is what is the what is Digisoul and Marcus says it's what we use to digivolve right and he goes yes but what is it 
it's the powerhouse so itself. It's more it's more of a direct question rather than like in the dub, he's like, have you heard of the DNA charge? And they all act like they've never heard it before, despite the fact that they say DNA charge every single episode. They kind of, I, I'm assuming before they just kind of black out and then, <laughs> then suddenly like, <laughs> their the, the Digimon, Digimon is in front of them. The, the, the spirit of hype overcomes them. <laughs> exactly. The ghost of Marvel takes over their bodies. The, the ghost? Oh, right, that, that Marvel. Okay. <laughs> um, Yeah. Shall we? Oh, are we done? Are we done for this one? Or do let me let me check my notes. Yeah. Oh, I I do want to go over them playing hopscotch. Like oh, the idea yes. that saying Galmont always wins at hopscotch means that they've played it more than once is incredibly cute. It's great. I love picturing them doing that on like a slow a slow day at dad's. Yeah. <laughs> but think about it. it. Makes perfect sense. Galmont's a boxer. Boxers do stuff like skipping and all of that all the time. Like, yeah. what, what, what's some hopscotch? It's They're... just it's just very funny that he can beat Lalamon, the Digimon that can literally hover in the air. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they probably disqualify her because that's cheating. Yeah, Lalamon, Lalamon is literally a hop-hip and lost hopscotch, so, you know. Yeah. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. L. <laughs> Take the L. Take the L, Lalamon. L for Lalamon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is it? Wait, is it Lalamon or is it? Wait, what's Lalamon? What's the okay? What 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 are the forms called? It's Lalamon, Sunflamon, Sun... and Lilamon. Lilamon. Okay, I always get confused between Lalamon and Lilamon. Okay, that's that's on me. That's on me. Um, cool. Uh, oh, also, question. This is um when their Digivices repair. Like that's like their their new form of Digivice, right? Yeah, that's the new toy they're selling. Okay, uh... I, I I I thought so, but I just want to make sure because I'm like I'm pretty sure that's new. But it's been a while. It's been like a month since I've seen these Digivices, yeah. so I don't really know. Yeah, I kind of just thought it was the same. <laughs> That's always what they had before. Oops. Oh dear. Fire the marketing people who made these things. They were not distinct enough. I I also uh, okay. Actual last thing at the beginning of the episode when the knuckleheads are like just grumbling. Nanami set up a hammock and is doing her makeup. I love her. She's she's so great. Yeah, I, she just I really does not wish, care. I really wish that the dub had had maintained some more of her doesn't give a fuck spirit. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I think that's a very fun moment of it. She's just like, I, dude, I don't care about you wanting to kill Marcus. I'm just here sitting in my hammock. Yeah, like in the sub, she's the queen of IDGAF, which is going to come into play in the in the, the next episode that we're covering next week Ooh. um but i think it is important to emphasize that in the in the sub she doesn't give a shit about anything like she she reacts flatly to basically everything because nothing interests her she's she is um is this the like... american psycho <laughs> is this like <laughs> is this like a late game jerry and tamers levels of like uh not interested not, not or quite. like it's not like that's like not. It's, that's like super nihilism. Yeah, it's not really apathy so much as it's disinterest. Like she just doesn't feel okay, like any so, of this. Okay, so so she's not a sociopath. Yeah, it's it's more just like she doesn't feel like any of this is like challenging or interesting to her because her whole okay, thing so in the she's Japanese. Not yeah, her 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 whole thing in the Japanese version that she she's like a super genius and she finds all this boring because it's not challenging her intellect at all. Oh, oh so she was a gifted kid. That that is yeah. not. That has not come across at all in the uh Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the dub the dub choosing the Southern Bell voice for her is very contrary to how she's supposed to be acting. You saying Southern... Southern Bells can't be can't be disinterested geniuses? 
No, I think I think by nature, many Southern Bells were disinterested geniuses. I just don't think it comes across in the performance. Okay, fair enough. Understandable. Have a nice day. I just want to make yeah, no, sure that no, absolutely we, no, we have to be clear. Southern Bells can be evil, disinterested women geniuses. Absolutely no shade on Fully Sampler, though. I think this is more of a direction thing than like a performance thing. Yeah. I, I, I really do like, like, the way that she, like, I do, so I do, I personally do like the voice she does, and I, I love Flea Sampler's work, um, I think she's a great voice actress, but yeah, like, I do, I do understand what, what you mean. Yeah, it's like, it'll come across more in next episode, but the, the, the contrast between her normal demeanor and when she's actually engaged in something is a lot, um, the contrast is a lot more pronounced in the Japanese version. Okay. Yeah, that's all I have. Yeah. You want to do a quick break and then we'll continue on? Yes, yes, We please. will do a quick break and then we will continue on with episode 30 of Digimon Data Cyber Squad. back we took a quick break but we are here for episode 30 of digimon data saver squad mina would you like to take that away for us i sure would so episode 30 is called in english journey to the sacred city or in japanese imprisoned masaru the holy city's trap it aired in japan on november 5th 2006 remember remember the 5th of november and in english on may 12th 2008 it was written originally by Ryota Yamaguchi and directed by Yukihiko Nakao. And let's dive right in. So this one, as most episodes of Savers do, do because, you know, it's a very serialized show, picks up pretty much right where the last one left off. The gang is in search of the, the sacred city. So they're traipsing around in search of the direction that Leomon pointed them in. And eventually it finds them. This huge Digimon called Eldoradimon, or El, just Eldradimon in English, which has the Sacred City, which is like a huge fortress-like city for refugee Digimon, on its back. They are greeted by Baramon, who is the leader of the refugee Digimon, and he invites them in for a, a warm reception and a hero's welcome. Marcus and Agumon, being the you know the the dim bulbs that they are, are immediately taken by this, even though Thomas and Yoshi have their doubts about it, and when they, you know, they, they march off to be, you know, given the, the celebration they think they deserve, the episode cuts to Karata's evil laboratory, where he's got the biohybrids in some sort of tubes, and Koki demands to be made stronger because he finds it unacceptable that the gang was able to defeat them, even in their biohybrid forms. Both Ivan and Nanami kind of show reservations about it, but Karata takes Koki's enthusiasm as speaking on their behalf, and decides to upgrade their biohybrid forms from armor level to mega level. And he does this by flooding their tanks with some, some red goo. In the dub, this goo is opaque and it seems to knock them out. Which is censoring what happens in the sub. Which is, as soon as the tanks flood with the goo, they start screaming and thrashing with pain. Which continues until the episode cuts back to Marcus and the gang. 
I'm unfortunately, sure that's fine. I'm sure that's did. okay. <laughs> Absolutely okay. <laughs> unfortunately, they did not receive the hero's welcome they thought they had. Instead, Barrymon, who is understandably skeptical of, of humans and distrustful of them, thinks that they are there on behalf of Kurata to eliminate them. He elaborates this on a bit more in the sub, but basically most of the Digimon who are in the Sacred City at this point are refugees from villages or natural habitats that were destroyed by Kurata and his Gizmon squads. So he thinks that he's protecting them by having these these humans executed. And their Digimon are being forced to watch. So they all get tied up and hauled off to this Coliseum-like arena where Marcus, Yoshi, and Thomas are tied to posts in a very... Men are very reminiscent of the main trio in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. <laughs> oh, God, I'm not the only How one who thought that. How dare you? I'm, I'm not the, I'm not <laughs> the I cannot believe. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad I wasn't the only one who thought of that. That's... Yeah, I, I also thought that, but still, <laughs> the fact that you said it. We all knew it, but you didn't have to say it. So, so yeah, they're, they're, all, they're all chilling there, tied to these posts. And Barrowmon unleashes the, the ferocious Cerberusmon to try and make a demonstration of them of what happens when, when humans try and go after Digimon. Before, they're, before the, the, the doggy is sicked on them, though, a fourth prisoner gets raised into the arena, and that is Chief Yushima, the you know, old man who is the head of, former head of Dats, I guess, now that Dats is no more, who was last seen in the infinite ice ridge holding off Karada's Gizmon squads while everyone else could escape. He reveals that he was kind of blasted out of the ice ridge, and he, along with his partner, came on, wandered the digital world until they were given indication that Spencer Damon, the man that he thinks might be able to halt the war between Digimon and humans, might be in the Sacred City. So he headed that way, and of course, just like the rest of the gang, got captured under the presumption that he is a collaborator with Karada, and he is set to be executed as well. Fortunately... Kamemon is able to slip into the arena unnoticed and freeze their Digimon partners, who free them. They still have to deal with the ferocious Cerberusmon, though, so he's a bit too nimble for Marcus to punch at first, but a bit of quick thinking allows Yoshi to use her jacket like a matador's cape to distract it long enough for Marcus to land a punch on it. He's about to digivolve Agumon into Shine Greymon to take this thing down, but the moment that Barumon recognizes the color of the Digisoul coming off of his fist, he orders a ceasefire. He recognizes that Marcus is Spencer's son and decides to actually throw them a huge feast like he had, you know, tricked them into thinking before. While they're feasting, he explains to them that Spencer Damon is their messiah. He actually uses that term in the Japanese version. (laughs) Who managed to save Eldoradimon's life when he was dying of heat in the desert by punching the ground so hard it created a geyser which turned the desert into a lush, cool oasis and allowed Eldradion to regain its strength and, and pass through to the other side. So they feel like they are forever in debt to him, and they celebrate the humans as their, their honored guests now, figuring that no son of Spencer Damon could be evil. While they're eating, you know, Marcus kind of has this, uh, you know, his, his dad complex continues. He seems to be getting kind of annoyed at how famous and legendary his, his dad is. And even more so to the fact that even Yushima thinks that he is the best way to stop the war. Their partying is eventually halted, though, in the middle of the night by a raid of Gizmon XTs who descend upon them in large numbers with those data-siphoning guns that they had a couple episodes earlier. Barumon tries to protect the city with his army of Picklemons, but unfortunately the Picklemons are mowed down effortlessly by the, the Gizmons and turned into data for their goo tanks. 
However, thanks to some quick thinking from his other two friends, Marcus is able to coordinate attacks between Mirage, Galgamon, and Rosemon so that he can land a punch on one of the Gizmon. That allows him to digivolve Agumon to Shine Cremon, and together the Megas annihilate the Gizmon pretty effortlessly. But one of them manages to sneak through in a surprise attack, and it looks like things might be getting dire when suddenly... It's assaulted from off-screen by a barrage of bombs, and Keenan has made his grand return after leaving the party a few episodes ago, and has brought with him an army of hundreds of ninjamon who he has recruited to help the cause and fight for the protection of all Digimon. So the ninjamon are able to drive off the last remaining Gizmons, and Marcus congratulates Keenan for his, his excellent plan and his diplomacy. And they shake hands in a really cool silhouetted shot that makes me think of the, the No More Heroes end of episode title cards. <laughs> Meanwhile, Yushima is off with Kamemon investigating one of the dropped goo tanks from the Gizmons. And he realizes that it's not just data, it's Digimon life force energy that's being siphoned from that. And he wonders aloud what Karada could be doing with such a thing. That question is immediately answered as we cut back to Karada, who it seems to be feeding a large goat-like Digimon in a tank the energy that's being harvested by the Gizmons. And he's admiring this, this you know, huge captive creature that's been bound in energy and chains. When the tanks containing the three biohybrids open, the process of upgrading them having been completed, the three of them stumble out. Ivan and Koki are in awe of how powerful they feel now, whereas Nanami, in the sub at least, goes, eh, it's all right. <laughs> and so they. Real. They are gearing up for another assault on our heroes in a very sinister fashion. They're going to target the sacred city now that Karada's got the intel about where its weaknesses lie. Ninjas penetrate the dome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a, that's a, it's a pretty eventful episode, but uh, I, I think uh, this is a very cool lore episode in terms of uh, things happening. Yeah, he's feeding, Karada's feeding that big baby from Rugrats. <laughs> I really like the Digimon the Karate is feeding. I won't name it yet in case um, there are people who aren't caught up or don't know what it is, but it's it's pretty exciting. It's pretty cool. Well, I wonder, I wonder, I'm sure everything's fine. I'm sure everything's fine. <laughs> everything's possibly just, go wrong. Everything is peachy keen. I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's peachy keen. Um, I liked that um, the, uh, firstly, El uh, 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 Mom. Is that right? He's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, firstly, I like that I made a Digimon uh, based on the best DreamWorks film. Very nice of them. <laughs> um, uh, the also reminded me a lot of Discworld. Um, so yeah, that, the, that, the turtle. The, yeah, the turtle, <laughs> which is cool as hell. Um, very, very, very happy with that. Really cool Digimon. I've never seen it before, and uh, I really, I really like that. Like, see, I, I think I it's only it... ever showed up otherwise in twenty twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's very funny that Barramont introduces himself as the mayor of the sacred city. Mr. I, mayor! I, I wrote in the notes, Marcus goes to the mayor, which is a joke <laughs> that only five people are going to get. Man, yeah, I'm not one of them, sadly, but... Um, the... There's, there, was a, there was a very funny Adult Swim TV show called Tom Goes to the Mayor. Okay, I have... <gasps> Tom, you went to the mayor! That, that rings the vaguest of bells, but I've not. I definitely haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, because you went there, duh. I haven't seen it. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, I like that. This is a who's who's episode of Digimon racism. <laughs> uh, speaking of Digimon racism, I like that the Baramon was voiced by Spanish Count Dracula. Uh, I really, I really like that <laughs> a lot. Um, what was that voice? 
Because, like, whatever Beromon's based on, I'm pretty sure... Va- vaguely uh, racist a- accent. Yeah, with to match a vaguely racist character, but not racist in the same ways at all. Like, they are pointing yeah, to different they're, parts they're of the world. Yeah, they're two different flavors of racism. <laughs> like, the voice is pointing to somewhere in Central Europe. It sounds almost like Ricardo Montalban to me, but like a bad impression of him. <laughs> right, okay. And then and then the design, of course, which I think we saw previously in the Tamers um, OVA. The, um... And in uh, Frontier. Oh right, and in Frontier as well, yeah. But he, he saves he saves the uh, chuckleheads when he shouldn't have. Well, he should have let them die. <laughs> well, Baramon is here again uh, for some reason. And oh. then there was Sepikmon, and I'm like, oh no, please don't have Sepikmon talk. I'm begging you, and thankfully he didn't. <laughs> instead, we got uh, instead we got Pumpkinmon, who we saw, I always like seeing, and he was voice. Who? Yeah. Wh- okay, what is that voice supposed it, to be? Because yeah. I feel like I could vaguely recognize it's, it, but I couldn't place it. It's Edwin. He he voiced the Mad Hatter in the Disney uh, oh, that's it. movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's 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 the one. Uh, friends of the friends and fans of the show will also know that um in Adventure Our War Game, the teacher that says finished is Bob Buchholz doing an impression of Edwin. Yeah. Um Adventure Time fans will also probably know that Choose Goose's um voice is also based on Edwin. People just love Edwin out here. He he has a very iconic voice, to be fair. No, he does. But I was I was literally just like freaking out because I'm like, what? I know this voice. I can put my finger on it, but I can't. I can't summon a name. So thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Imagine your whole um, army being like seven Pumpkinmon and like five Pixiemon, Picklemon. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they they had what they had. They you know they're they're, they're making do. That's service. Imagine mom. letting them die in vain when you could just been like, hey, uh. Son of son of Spencer Damon, can you kill these guys for us? <laughs> so, they, those Picklemon died for nothing. Where was Cerberusmon? <laughs> Cerberusmon only was, shows he up. He was sleepy. Cerberusmon only shows up for one sided arena fights. <laughs> what was, is it, the the Giz, the Gizmon that was um that was last that ambushed them? He was giving him tummy rubs to distract him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, considering how easily he was thwarted by a, a single human with a jacket, I'm pretty sure Gizmon would have just insta killed him. <laughs> not just a jacket, a jean jacket. <laughs> yeah, that's so right. <laughs> But yeah, because considering this, the, the 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 sacred city is canonically a bunch of refugees who aren't fighters or like you know warriors. I think I think it's fine. It is, but also those Picklemon died for nothing. They they did die for nothing. Oh well. Everyone who has ever died for their country is a clown. <laughs> True. If you don't put rest in peace on their digi eggs, then they'll be drafted into the skeleton war. It's <laughs> a good thing they didn't leave digi eggs behind then. <laughs> No. That means they're automatically drafted. <laughs> that means they're yeah, they're drafted into the goo skull pickle picklemon goo picklemon. <laughs> um, I'm pickle goo. All right, moving on, moving the fuck on. <laughs> after that, that's funniest the third, bit that's I've the ever thir- seen. That's the third time Sloane's triggered a subject change so far this episode. Yeah, I'm on. I new year, new me. <sighs> Um, okay, just a couple of things. Uh, firstly, I want a very quick shout out to um, Nerdstein. Uh, I don't believe you've heard that before. Maybe we have, but we have. No, it's yeah. To Marcus call, has been calling Thomas that since they met. Okay, uh, I'm an idiot then. I totally forgot that. Maybe I blame the massive break we had to have. Uh, but yes, yeah, <laughs> Nerd, yeah, that's fair. Nerdstein. Um, that was that was funny. Um, because I'm a child. Um, okay. How old 
are the uh, biohybrid people. It's never specified. Okay, not great. When I think if you're going to have them nude in tubes, then <laughs> um, then you should probably specify that. Just my, you know, but if you want they... to make Karate a nonce on top of all his other crimes, <laughs> you know, that, fair I, enough. But... I will say that um, Ivan and, Co- and Nanami, at the very, very least, are adult-coded. Koki has, like, the vibe where, like, he could be, like, a, a an old teenager or he could be a young adult. The fact that he has a lip piercing means that, like, he's probably meant to be a bit older oh, okay. just because, like, that's more of a, you know, a, a adult punk thing than a teen punk thing. Koki has, like, Marcus in three years vibes. Like he Yeah, because, is... like, the, the contrast between Koki and, and Marcus is supposed to be that Marcus is a boncho, which is, like, a noble delinquent, whereas Koki is just, like, a violent delinquent. You can't tell me Ivan isn't a whole 25-year-old man. Oh, yeah, Ivan is, Ivan is, I don't know. You know, you can't tell me he's not just a twenty-five-year-old dude. In, 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 I don't. Like, he looks older than that to me. I would say he's like thirty. I, I'm. I'm. Yeah. No, nah, he's like twenty-one. Like by like by anime terms, you know. Because like you can be twenty-one and and like be you know. Look, the first part of JoJo's when you can have like seventeen-year-olds who look like this. You know, I'm I'm just yeah. saying. You know, anything goes. Jo- Jotaro Kujo, 16 years old, looks older than he did at 30. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, anyway, yeah, I've, I I kind of read Ivan as like in his 20s, definitely. And Nam, uh, is it Nami? Nanami. Nanami. Okay, Nanami. Um, that she is... put some respect on my queen's name. Thank you very much. <laughs> she's definitely old enough to be like, you know, buying all the fashion that she's got on. So you know, she's she, she's just fine. Yeah, she she had to spend a lot of money for that. Anyway, um, you think she can get that with an allowance? <laughs> I I am not surprised it was screaming because that felt really shoddily edited out. To be honest, like not yeah. not that you could hear yeah. it, but like just looking at the scenes and especially the end scene where actually I was expecting you to say the same thing there. Like like I was expecting to hear you say Mina that like that, you know they were shook or like they were you know clearly feeling trauma or something like that rather than you know how they were in the dub which was like basically very happy-go-lucky and not well sorry that's not they were vibing they they, they were like yeah let's go kill those mother heifers basically um and like no so i was a bit surprised when you just said that they were like kind of the same but yeah when they when the experiment started i'm like yeah i'm pretty sure this doesn't read as like they're okay with it (laughs) The kids are not yeah. all right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this should be, this should be darker, <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know, the the image, the screen's telling me one thing, but what I'm hearing isn't quite matching up. It's so yeah, I'm not surprised that you said there was some screaming there. Kind of dark, nonetheless. Like Karate is just experimenting on these three kids. Uh, well, kids, you know, whatever. Uh, young people. Um, and these youths. Yeah. It's, These dregs of society. It's weird. It's like if I don't know because they're so, they're clearly supposed to be like the 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 goons of this arc or whatever, and like you know the the silly henchmen, and like I don't know. It just it's just weird to then have them like sent back to the you know to get put back together again, basically. Um, you know to have like weird science done on them, but 
Um, I don't know. It, it, it serves Croata well because it's kind of like they've done a really good job at making it clear that there's no depth that Croata won't sink to. Yeah. yeah. So I hate Digimon so much that I'll turn humans into Digimon just to kill more Digimon. Yeah, and and ending with him like basically looking like he's about to resurrect Satan or whatever is is uh, you know. No, he's just resurrecting a big baby. Okay, okay, okay. The big the big boy. <laughs> The, the big baby. The big boy from Rugrats. <laughs> from Rugrats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's creepy. Um, I hate that baby so much. <laughs> uh, um, my, that's my, my, that's my, Satan. My that baby is Satan. My personal uh, Rugrats sleep paralysis demon is Mr. Friend from the PS1 game. But Oh, uh, that's good. Uh, all the goose. Either or. Either or, either or Mine either or. is, um. do you know the episode where Tommy gets the cut? No, I don't think so. He, get, he gets a cut and he has like this nightmare sequence about all the stuffing in him coming out and it flies out and it's li- I don't know how that was aired for children. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking nightmare. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, you know, like, yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know if I'd be able to watch that as a whole adult. Oh, God. Big Baby is tame in comparison. Rugrats is a crazy show. Like that would never I, get made. The fact that Rugrats is real is actually unbelievable. Y- you know, you know when like idiots say stuff like this wouldn't get made today. You know, it's like Rugrats won't get made today because it's such a, a weird pitch. Is like Rugrats shouldn't get made today. Unfortunately, it was rebooted. Oh yeah, well I'm guessing no one cares about that because I think it got a second season. Yeah, but like. I don't know. Do you know anyone who's watched it? I don't know anyone who's no. watched it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. All the people I know have good taste. <laughs> but, like, all the people you know have good taste, but they also have, like, a taste for bad taste, if you know what I mean. Like, if something's really shit, you're going to hear about True. it. Like, remember that I think, that but Velma also it's, show, like, only on that or... Paramount streaming, so who would bother? Yeah, well, there, there is that as well, yeah. Yeah, one of, the, one of the few services that did make it over here, um, somehow. I don't, I don't really know how, to be honest, but... Tom, you can be our Rugrats reboot correspondent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, yeah, the... Uh, yeah, so, Karate's a, a turd. Uh, no surprises there. Yeah, he sucks. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else happened this Oh, time? also, I want to say, um, as they're going in for the party, uh, Marks and Agumon say, every party has a pooper, that's why we invited you, party pooper. <laughs> Which I've only ever that's I, that's funny. I've only ever heard that in um, the fucking uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged. <laughs> so, <laughs> so which I forget. Wait, that's a thing that has occurred more than once. Yeah, but, this song. Th- th- yeah, yeah, it's common. It's a common song. People used to sing on now as a kid. I never, I've never heard this. I was like, wow, this is actually like pretty a pretty funny original joke. Never mind. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I've heard the phrase party pooper, but I hadn't heard that. No, I've heard the phrase party pooper, had, but like this like little ditty they do. I hadn't heard that song. I, mean, I, I hadn't heard that song before until that one episode. It was like Android yeah, 16 when, when, singing when it. Guru, when Guru sings it, right? Oh, that's... I, oh, I thought it... Okay, is he, yeah, is he for him or... Uh, he's probably singing I it think today. It's, I think it's Guru, yeah. Yeah. Party pooper... Yeah, I've oh, never. Like, I mean, I, I mean, if it's um Dragon Ball Z version, I probably heard it, but I don't remember it. Yeah, I was gonna give you props, Digimon Data Squad, but never I mean, mind. The, props. It, the, de- it, the deployment it of it good. is very good. That is true. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like the stuff with the old dude whose name I always forget. Homer. Her- Homer. Homer. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, Thank you. Um, uh, bit high pitch, but um. The, uh, 
I was going to say, um, yeah, it, it was funny watching him show up. It's funny having it be the Attack of the Clones stadium scene. Um, <laughs> it was, um, it, it looked a lot better, at least. Um, and I like that Mom was the one to save the day. <laughs> he li- like It's funny because, like... It- Kamemon is literally right next to the Pumpkinmon and Barrelmon. Yeah. Like, how how did they not see? Yeah, well, I guess I guess my thing is, like, Kamemon was probably going out just serving tea and shit. And they were like, okay, cool. That's true. Cool. But also, at first, because they, it was when, like, the Digimon are, like, talking to the uh, partners and uh, partner Digimon. And they're basically, like, trying to say, like, no, the humans are bad, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, for some reason, it's, it's sort of framed in a way that looks like the Digimon might, like be actually considering this or taking this seriously or whatever um and then like the kamemon shows up in the background it's like oh no is kamemon on their side and then and then like two seconds is kamemon a traitor and then two seconds later it's like (laughs) okay no they're being freed (laughs) um and then um at the dinner scene kamemon speaking i'm like wait he talked and then yoshi immediately saying Wow, I forgot he talks. It was so <laughs> which, funny. Which is like, oh, okay, all right, Jeff or whoever wrote that line, I see you. I see, you know, yeah. clearly speaking for Yoshi there. Um, it that, no, you would you wouldn't believe that that that, that line's almost the same in the in the sub. Let's oh really? Go. Oh really? Okay, yeah, I love that. All right, that's just it's true. not. I forgot he talks. It's just Yoshi stares at me and goes, "Oh, he talks." <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, I um. Well, he's not okay. So he's not going to talk again now for another like twenty ten episodes because um. I feel like I have had experiences of like, you know, you know, we you have those moments where you're like you you might be quiet in a group or whatever, and then you finally sort yeah. of pipe, no. pipe up when you're like you finally find an opportunity to say something and contribute to the conversation, and then sometimes some prick will make a comment. Like oh looking oh you know like looking woke up or oh you oh you decided yep. to join yep. it's just like, I, it's just time... like well fuck you then I'll just shut up I guess it's like yeah oh. when I when I was a kid and I would come downstairs in the morning and my parents would be like oh look who finally decided to join us I'd be like I'm going back upstairs I don't need to put up with this shit honestly <laughs> true true oh dear um well yeah yeah it's um. Yeah, so anyway, so Paul Kamemon, uh stop bullying him, Yoshi. Um, and yeah, uh I like so so Mina, something in your summary kind of confused me a bit. Because I thought yeah. I thought it was Thomas who was struggling with all the recognition that Marcus's dad was getting. Oh, they they both kind of do. Like okay. so the the this the dub has changed Marcus's view of his dad to be a lot more complicated than it is in the sub. In the sub it's a pretty straightforward. Like he he thinks his dad's super cool and wants to know more about him. The dub has changed deliveries and entire lines to be consistent with his reading that he he's kind of like he feels a bit better about his dad. Like everyone talks about his dad as being this great person, but he's upset that why would such a great person abandon me and my family, kind of? True. Um All men leave. So that there, there is that, and that does kind of makes Thomas's jealousy when Galwan goes out and goes, "Hey, you're kind of you're kind of salty, aren't you?" A bit misplaced because Marcus isn't bragging about his dad in this version. He he seems kind of like underwhelmed by him. Yeah, Marcus's dad was like, "I'll be right back. I'm just getting some cigarettes and milk, boy." And then he left for the digital world. Yeah, so I don't blame him. Entire series has just been Marcus trying to figure out what's so good about cigarettes and milk. Honestly. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious what their, like, reunion is going to be like. Uh, although, yeah. uh, based on what you've just said, Mina, it sounds like it might, in the dub, in the dub it might be awkward. <laughs> Are we going to get, like, a whole, like, the uh, the end of Tamer situation where, like, the, the Henry nod to, like, John Yor or whatever is, like, completely different between, depending on which version you watch? <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> oh, the the dumb. He's so mean in the sub. Give give him a break. He saved the world. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> how did how did a uh, Homer uh find out that Dats is gone? In in the Japanese version, it's it's just as vague. All he says is, "Yeah, I've heard rumors floating around." It's like, no. all right, I don't I don't know what Digimon are, are gossiping about Dats, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> How do, I how, guess, do, how do rumors get started about about? I guess Dats? you could have overheard some of Karada's soldiers be like, yeah, now that Dats is gone, we can move in or something like that. I don't know. I, I guess, well, but uh, how wait. long was he captured for is the question, uh, then. Are the Gizem on, like, it, Batman goons in this scenario? It's, it's like, <laughs> no, no, he has the oh, human look, soldiers as the well, Bancho. remember? And then Marcus, like, punches him. Yeah, exactly. if, you'll, if you'll recall, Karada does have human soldiers as well. One of them is, oh, the, okay. is the one who... One of them contacts him in this episode to tell him that the Gizmon squad um, in that location was destroyed. Oh, gotta converge on point uh, 303. Which is exa- dialogue from the Japanese version as well. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, in, in, the, in the sub, they make it clear that Yushima was basically just captured, like, right before them, so he hasn't okay. been there for, for very long. Yeah, because it, it felt kind of implied to me, like, that he's been there a while. Yeah, because the dub has has Thomas say, you've been here this whole time, or something like that. Yeah. And it's, it, it feels weird, yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's a point where um, Thomas is like, uh, you know... Uh, if we, if we, I would ask for a lawyer, but I don't think it'd do any good. You know who they, you know what they could have gotten? Saul Goodmon. <laughs> Better call Saul Goodmon. <laughs> I've been, I've been saving that all day. Uh, did you know you that you tell. have? Did you know that you have Digisoul? <laughs> the Constitution says you do. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I, 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 there's, there's a moment I want to call out for very, very, very small moment, but. I I really like uh, okay. There's a couple of good like lines here. So uh, let's have a line more of just a word here. But I really like go uh, how Galman's like whoop when they see it. yeah <laughs> when they see, I think that, it's when they see Elder yeah Elderid uh, or whatever um, yeah. Um, there's like a very like understated awe to it that like I think is like done very well in like the uh, the the delivery yeah yeah Re- really really just funny whoa whoa. whoa. <laughs> Um, I really like the um, I really like Homer chastising them for getting caught, and Marcus just being like, "We well, got caught too. What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is which is something that I'm glad that they kept from the sub. Okay, yeah, that's that, that's good. that's that's a good line. I I, I like that. <laughs> There's complete ignorance of the situation. The- yeah, in the sub, I think he says, "Oh, so you got captured? Very sloppy." <laughs> and they Marcus just says in the sub, "Like, what does that make you then?" <laughs> got him. <laughs> Um, and then, and the return of Keenan. I, I, okay, this is how I know I actually like Keenan as a character, because I was happy to see him show up again. I had, I had semi-forgotten that he wasn't around. <laughs> but, um, I, but then, like, Keenan left for milk and cigarettes. Yeah, I kind of was like, oh, oh, right, yeah, he was gone. I forgot what happened to him. Um, but the, what did happen to him? Anyway, where, 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 where was he? He, he, he just left. He just left. Yeah, he, he, 
He left in a couple episodes ago when um they after they first encountered the biohybrids because he, he he thought they weren't powerful enough to defeat them and needed to get more assistance. Oh, okay, right. I see. I see. Yeah. So yeah, this was a nice turn. I like that. Uh, the Ninjamon are great. I love. I love Ninjamon. They're, they're, yeah, they're really cool. They're really... I love that. There's just like a sort of like a hundred of them. Yeah, that all just like like airdrop in. Yeah, like nin- a hundred Ninjamon drop on one island. Yeah. Nin- Ninjamon penetrate the dome. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Ninjamon could have very easily have been like some sort of like, uh, let's say like champion or ultimate level Digimon that is kind of yeah you know like um, I guess I guess this is actually uh, Shurimon is basically what I'm thinking of right now. But uh, is it Shurimon or, or Sh- Sh- Shurimon is ultimate? Yeah. Uh, Ninjamon is champion. No, uh, no Shurimon's armor level. Yeah, Shuri, yeah, Shurimon's armor, yeah. Uh, armor. Oh, Ninjamon is champion. Well, well what, I, yeah. what I mean more is, is like this sort of like humanoid, like you know, like, like full size humanoid. Not not just the little dudes that are heads. Yeah, they, these guys are great. They're just little dudes. You know, they 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 are genuine. Look at this uh, sprite from the from. Look at this sprite of him <laughs> from Digimon Analyzer. Oh, that's, he's, that's he's re- just a little guy. That's really cute. He's, he's literally a little guy, little guy coded. <laughs> this, this this is like a Game Boy sprite. I love it. Uh, yeah, but these, these guys are like um, you know for, for the listeners at home, uh, the the Ninjamon are basically adjacent to like um, like Namemon or something like that in terms of size, some, something like that, like sort of size. So. I like them. I like them a lot. I, yeah, I, they look like little onions. Yeah. I also kind of forgot that they already showed up back in Adventure 2. <laughs> go, go and buy, go and buy some pictures I'm seeing on on Google Images. But uh, yeah, Shurimon and Ninjamon had that cool ninja fight. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, but they're cool. Yeah, it's, it's fun to see them come back. And, and yeah. yeah, I, I, there are a lot of like really cool like Digimon that are just little guys that I always love seeing when they appear again. Yeah, like like the Bergamon. And um, yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm Pumpkinmon in this one and all that as well. So yeah, Pumpkin Pumpkinmon is the definitive, just the little guy. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. If I was like, I'll give you a dollar if you name just the little guy, I would hope you would say Pumpkinmon. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that, that's a solid that's a solid uh, inclusion. There. Solid little guy. Uh, I'm just gonna say Barrowmon uh, was correct. Actually, he was one thousand percent correct. About <laughs> about about humans, yeah. I think I think him being willing to immediately uh, have a, a big old dog eat them was very justified. <laughs> Look, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm not saying I want our heroes to be eaten, but if their entire experience with humans is Karada and the the bio hybrids and other soldier and other stormtroopers killing Digimon, and then you see three humans that have Digimon, I'm just saying. Okay. I wouldn't take any chances. Fair. 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 That's fair. I think we're done. Are we done for this episode, do you think? Or shall we? Yeah, I would I would say I've I've exhausted my notes on it. Much much less sloppy dub than last episode. I appreciate the the higher modicum of effort put into it. Um still, please please be careful is all I'm saying. I would very much like it if I could stop complaining about <laughs> you know, sub authenticity. Not because it's not important, because it makes me feel like a fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit like it is a bit like uh, this episode was fun. Here's all the ways it's it was. Uh, here's all the ways they fucked up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know. exactly. I don't want to do that. I like dubs. Dubs are my preferred way to watch anime. Stop making me criticize them, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So stop proving the anti-dub weirdos right. 
<laughs> True. <laughs> um, checking my notes. Uh, no, I'm I'm good. I like I like when an enemy just like dodges like Marcus trying to hit something. I always find that funny. It doesn't fail here. It's it's the easiest way to create drama for a dude who just has to fucking punch something. Yeah. And, like, the way that, like, Rosemont has to create the whip that Marcus has to run up, like, it works in, like, if if an enemy dodges Marcus's punch, it's really cool and funny. If, like, the, the allies have to do something ridiculous, that way Marcus can punch someone, it's also very funny. Yeah. It's like, Marcus has practiced his lapis combos all day, but he needs to land the starter, otherwise it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You can, you can spend 20,000 hours in the lab, but if you can't actually get the hit in, who cares? Exactly. Yeah, that's all I have. Uh, I I hate the name King Drazel. That's it. Yeah, um, I that that's going to be one of the name. more annoying dub, dub changes, especially since it it was invented here and it persists to this day. King, Stupid name. King Drazel sounds like King a bad Drizzle. a bad like indie artist circa like two thousand and let's say twenty let's say twenty ten something like that. Someone pitchfork yeah. pitchfork was really hyped about King Drazel. And like then that first album just sucked. Yeah, I know they did. They, it was just sort of like folksy, boring shit. Anyway, it's a very specific. <laughs> it's very, very specific. Very specific, but hey, we're a Digimon. We watch podcasts, so very specific. Look at look at all of the highly specific references we made this episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, cool. Do we have any? E- so with, so yeah. So I was about Tom. Would you like to take it away? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, then, then Mina. Um, if people want to send in things to to say about emails, then where can they send them to? Uh, you can send them to diginovacast at gmail dot com. That's d i a g i a novacast at gmail dot com. We don't have any emails this week. Understandable. It's been a while since we last recorded. But if you're listening to us right now, that's your cue to send in your thoughts because we love them. Well, hopefully we now that you know, now that we're all um, back from holidays and, and illness-free, we'll be able to upload, record, and upload on a more consistent schedule. Yes. Sorry, Sloan. We'll I thought, do our best. I, yeah, ideally, I thought that no was very harsh. Uh, just to be clear, I support the emails. <laughs> support. <laughs> support all this. I guess. I guess you don't support email. No. I would like to hear from people about the podcast and their thoughts and savers, and you know, uh, the more people that email in, the better. So. Huh. I got you. Now you admitted that you love emails. Yeah, you've got me. You got me. You got me. I got him. So, <laughs> with that, Mina, where can the people find you and what have you been up to? I am regrettably still on Twitter at Mighty Minotaur. Boo! Um, <laughs> yeah, shit, shit <laughs> sucks. Um, <laughs> that boo was, was warranted. Uh, and I'm also over at Blue Sky uh, as just Minotaur. Um, I know that there's like additional parts of Blue Sky names, but I'm not enough of a nerd to know it off the top of my head. So just search Minotaur. I'm the only one on there. So it uh, shouldn't be hard to find. Um, I have been going through a lot of stuff lately. Uh, I've continuing work on my novel, which is very exciting. Let's go. Um, yeah, so that's, that's been going really well. Uh, if you want occasional updates on that, please check out, um, my socials. I've got, like, snippets of that that I think are very cool, and I would love to know what everyone else thinks of it, too. Um, feedback is especially important in this early stage before too much stuff gets locked in, because it helps us make a much better, uh, story. Um, aside from that, uh, I've been 
planning a few things and watching a few things. Uh, I think the most, the thing I want to talk about the most is um, a Netflix anime series called Pluto. Have either of you heard of or seen that yet? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Okay. So, um, wait, what, it is, what's, it, what's it called? Sorry. It's called Pluto. Oh, uh, no, but this is on my watch list because I, I, I'm very excited to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. So it is maybe one of the best things I saw last year like or Ooh. like that, that came out last year not not just like you know movies or shows but like things it is i'm only two episodes in right now it is incredibly good like i am actually in in awe i'm in disbelief at how good this um this 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 ova series is it's eight episodes each episode's an hour long holy shit they are incredible so it's based on the a manga by Naoki Urasawa, who's the the mangaka of uh, Monster, which I know a lot of people are are very familiar with, and Twentieth Century Boys, which you know another you know certified uh, classic of of manga. Um, God, it is like so. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to say things that aren't just it's so good, even though you know I really want to because it is just like it defies explanation. It's it's quality. Um, it is basically. Um, a a more mature, darker retelling of an Astro Boy story arc from from the original Astro Boy manga published in the nineteen sixties. Um, but reframed instead of as like a fun action adventure as a murder mystery. Um, not following Astro Boy as the main character or Adam as he's called here uh, because that's what his original Japanese name was. Um, so. It follows a, a robot detective named Gesicht, um, and he is trying to uncover the a series of interconnected murders. Uh, at first, it just seems like a, a series of a string of random killings, but then he he realizes very quickly, like before the end of episode one, that um, the robots being targeted are the seven strongest robots ever made by by humankind. Uh, who share a deeper link than it may uh, originally appear. And holy shit, this series has so much to say about humanism and about um, nature versus nurture and about trauma and about memory and about war. Like, I cannot believe that the series that began publication in 2003 has an extremely insightful and harsh uh, stance on the Iraq war. Because, like, considering the, what the climate was at the time, if this had, be, like, you know, been published in America, I'm sure it would have been boycotted by idiots and whatever. It is it is straight up, like, saying, like, this is a pointless, violent war that is, on, you know, founded on false pretenses, and the president who ordered it is evil. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem very, you know, very hot, like, very much like a hot take nowadays, but, like, to do that a year after the war started in, in such harsh terms is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, the writing is incredible. The animation, like every single episode, is an hour long and looks like a movie. So, like, I I have been watching it as movies. I've been doing one episode like every two or three days and trying to pace them out. Um, the music is incredible. The voice performances are amazing. I've been watching the dub, and yeah, that, that talk about a good dub. Like there, there are actors in this who I've heard in tons of stuff before giving career best performances. Um, and like. I so I I keep a, I I I I literally have like a list of media that's made me cry because it's not the easiest thing. Like I I cry easily at certain things, but not a lot of media hits that certain spot. 
I've cried at both of the episodes I've watched of the show so far. <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah, I, I, it's really hard. I, I, Sorry, go ahead. I love this conceptually, like the idea of taking like just an arc of like a show and like spinning it off and making it like tonally and like content-wise very very distinct. It's it's, yeah. such good, it's it's such a good idea. It's like if they like talk. Oh god, I don't know. It's like if they did like, oh, let's do the Etamon arc from Digimon Adventure as like a crime, you know, novella or something like that. Like, yeah. like what the like it's it's one of those things that like I'm I'm afraid to describe the concept to people because it it might you know seem ridiculous. Like, oh, they took it they took us an arc from a children's anime and made it into a serious, you know, dark, mature murder mystery story. Yeah. But no, it is just that good. Like I am struggling to find things to say about it that aren't just, it's good, please watch it. But really, like, <laughs> there are amazing things that happen in the show that I don't want to give away um, because of how hard they hit. Like, so without getting into details, halfway through the first episode, the show takes a hard turn and changes its premise and, like, focus character entirely. And I got just as invested in the new main character as I did the, the, the one that the show starts off with. Yeah. Um. In half an hour, and like it's amazing. Like it's, it's so they are so good at presenting these characters that are so nuanced and believable that you can attach to them so quickly. Which you know, of course, considering this is a murder mystery story, it means that your heart is going to be torn to pieces a lot. Yeah. That's oh, that sounds how how many episodes? How long are the episodes it's, again? It's eight episodes long. Each episode's about an hour long, give or take a couple minutes. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm only two episodes in. I'm going to probably watch episode three tonight or tomorrow. Um, but God, it is like I have not been affected by a piece of media this much for a long time. So Ooh. that's why I wanted to give it a special shout out. Ooh. Um, please, please watch it if you have the means to. Um, you know, if you have Netflix, this is worth subscribing to just to watch this and then like unsub right away because Netflix is awful. True. Um, there is a Blu-ray that released in Japan. Um, it's only subs, so only watch this if you if you you know don't mind only having a, the subbed version. But if you want to support it officially in a format that'll exist in your hands forever and can't be taken away by you know fickle digital overlords, that's probably the best bet for now. I am praying King for Drazel. a. King <laughs> I am I am praying for a an English release on Blu-ray because God, I would I would love to own this forever and just like have it in a higher quality format that isn't getting, you know, choked by uh streaming um platforms. It's that good. That would be nice. If you're listening to this, like please you owe it to yourself to watch it. Um I don't think the subject material is like too intense. Like obviously it's a it's a mature show that deals with a, like adult themes. Um but I don't think it's, like... There's no graphic violence yet. There's implied violence. You see, like, crime scenes in the aftermath of stuff. But they leave it to your imagination. They never try to shock you by showing you a mutilated body or anything. Um, It's very well-measured. Like, it, it doesn't feel... It feels mature and dark without being edgy. And I think that's, like, the most impressive line to straddle. Yeah. Um, Because, like... I've heard people describe it as, oh, it's like the ultimate universe version of Astro Boy, but no, that that is doing such a disservice to this amazing and thoughtful show. Um, the ultimate universe, you know, at least at its inception, was this edgy, you know, overly um, heavy-handed garbage written by a con man um, with no talent. And this is an incredible nuanced retelling written and, you know, drawn by one of the most talented artists of our generation. So... 
not a good comparison. I do not like that comparison. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been playing that. Um, I got Mario Wonder for Christmas, so I definitely want to start that soon. I've just been a little bit too busy to to really um, give it a whirl. But wow, I'm, I am excited. I am excited for it though. Everything I've seen of it looks great, so I'm definitely looking forward to to giving it another another try. Uh, other than that, yeah, I've basically just been working on the novel and working at my day day job, so nothing, not a whole lot else uh, exciting to talk about. Unfortunately, I've been going to Digimon locals every week. Um, I actually managed to win win one since we last recorded. Let's go uh, with Blue Flare again, which is the deck I won with the first time as well. So I think that's just my <laughs> my lucky deck. Um, I have you got any prizes for winning or? Yeah, I got so I got the winners pack, which was a special. Um, it's a special pack that contains one of four random cards that they only give to people who win events. And because it was a special holiday event I went to as well, I also got the holiday uh, winners pack, which yeah. has Christmas versions of Izzy, TK, uh, Matt, and Ty in them. Oh, all. you got one of those cards? Yeah. Well, I got all four of them. Oh, you got all four? That's sick. Yeah. I saw those cards. Those are so cool. I'll, I'll post a picture for Tom. Oh, yes, please. They're they're very cute. They're just like they're not new cards. They're just different art versions of existing ones. Um, but yeah, they're they are so adorable. Uh, sadly, I don't play any of the decks that use these, but I might I might try to tech the mat into uh, my Lugamon deck because it's also purple, just so that I can use this this Holly Jolly card. Holly, not just Holly or Jolly, Holly Jolly, Holly Jolly. Uh yeah, so I've I've act- I'm building a a Leomon deck in preparation for the new set coming out um two weeks hence on January nineteenth. Um, so looking forward to that. Heavy Leomon's the focus of that deck. I'm I'm gonna scream a King of Braves Guy Galgar every time I play it. Um, I'm, I apologize in advance to my opponents. So that's going to be a fun time. Um, yeah. What about you, Tom? What have you been up to over this this holiday season? And uh, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on um, where can you find me now? Uh, I'm on sorry. You can find me on Blue Sky at uh, I always need to check my name. Coldman dot Sky Social. Uh, I think if you're on Blue Sky, you can just search Coldman and you hopefully find me. I'm the one with the knuckles avatar. Um, I am on Twitter as well. You're the man that's cold. I am. I am on Twitter, but I don't like post really. Um, uh, it's more just because hey, that's where the news is. Maybe so. There we go. Uh, oh, that is a cute card. Yeah, the Christmas Christmas tie in Agumon. I love that. Oh, and and those two. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, cute. Okay, cool. Um, the uh, what have I been up to? Um, I kind of so over the holiday, I was spending a lot of time with uh, with my family and my girlfriend and so on. So not much, not a great deal of time for games. I think the most that I really played was a lot of Mario Kart. So go figure. Uh, Did you win? Uh, I won sometimes. Uh, who, who who is your main? Um, I I like this. I don't really. So when I'm playing with this is mostly playing with my girlfriend. Um, and I basically you don't go sweat lord. I don't go sweat lord. Yes, that's a great. That's a fantastic way of putting it. So um, I don't. I don't. I kind of just mix and match characters. Um, when I'm. When I am being a sweatlord, like when I completed all of the corpse uh, on all difficulties uh, for, with three stars, I was playing as I mostly go for the little characters. I, I like yeah, I like the little dudes. I like them on the Mister Scooty um, with the with the uh, the you know acceleration up, handling up, all that, all that jazz. So 
How have you played the newest uh, track release pack? Yeah. How, how are they? Played them all. Um, so the last update was the oh, I forget what the other cup was called, but the fa- last one was called Spidey Cup, Blue Shell Cup, basically. Um, the they're good. You know, I think they got. Well, I thought you said Spidey Cup. I was so confused. Like, <laughs> can they do that? <laughs> they um. So what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah. So the the tracks are pretty good. I think it got better as they went along. Um, I. So there's ones from Tor, the ones based on real world locations, London, etc. They are all right. I'm gonna go with. I think they definitely is, is London accurate. <laughs> None of them are accurate. <laughs> oh, well, that's a shame. But, but like you know, they have all the landmarks that you expect to see. So you know, um, but uh, but yeah, they didn't like put like you know, uh, Nuremberg Ring in this or anything like that. So, um. But they're, they're, so they're but they're just confusing. I think they did a bad job of like mashing the different routes together that you can get in the mobile game. They should have just yeah. I've I've seen I've seen videos complaining about that about how like there are times where it looks like you're heading down a path that should be available and it it just leads to a dead end in this version. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, like or or it's like you're expecting it to be one way. Um, it, it's not it's not great. I think they should have done. I think they should have come up with a way to do it as like a, a a the most interesting, consistent free lap course possible. I think the worst one of this is um the the, the last completely original track that they included, which is which to be clear, all the new completely original tracks that they included in this were also being added to tour at the same time. So uh Yoshi's Island, uh which uh, Yoshi's Island is far and away my favourite track from the from this the from the booster pass. Um, it's just really good. Um, I, I like the Ninja Hideaway for the. It has like the, some of the coolest Mario Kart music. Ninja Hideaway is cool because I it 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 has a lot of different routes to take, but you get to pick. That's that's kind of the difference for me. Is that that is a consistent track that you're on with lots of different routes to take. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. my girlfriend's favorite because she found it to be a uh, to be to be a bit confusing, um, but. I really liked the different shortcuts. To be clear, we we all I think we both found some of these tracks confusing to begin with, but I think at this point we're pretty okay with them. But we're still not a fan overall compared to like your know, traditional Mario Kart tracks. But anyway, yeah, it ended on a decent high. Like adding four new characters at the end was a great move, um, um, especially because I was only expecting two. Um, who who was it? It was I know it was Pauline yeah. and Toadette, but so it was Pauline uh, Peachette, uh, Peachette, Peachette. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. I'm Pauline. I'm a silly Billy. Peachette is like, I I don't really know why she's there, but whatever. Uh, but but they did Pauline, who's which is a great pick, well overdue. Um, Funky Kong and uh, Fun- that's it, and of course Diddy Kong. So. Diddy, okay, I was thinking, I th- I thought Diddy Kong was one of them, but I couldn't remember, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, they, I'm just, every time, I can't think of Funky Kong without thinking about that one uh, Letterboxd review that was like, I dress as, my work, my, my work yeah. had a party, we went to go see the Mario uh, Mario movie, and I dressed as Funky Kong, my boss said, who the fuck are you supposed to see, and I just smiled, said, oh, you'll see, he never showed up in the movie. <laughs> and, uh, I, w- like, I, would, I would leave that job if that happened to me. I think you missed the best. I would not be able to live that down. The best part of that is that the, the boss said, why are you dressed as a 90s drug dealer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I love that. Um, okay, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, so... This happened to my buddy Eric. 
so yeah, they, that was really nice that they added those four characters at the end. And the courses were fine. They added DK Martin from from Double Dash, which is a, a, a personal favourite. Um, and yeah, it's good. I mean, I feel like ending it on Rainbow Road, Rainbow Road Wii is like a bit of a okay choice for me. Like I'm like a bit of a flaccid ender. Yeah, I kind of I kind of wish they'd done like something. Com- yeah, I don't know. Like yeah, I don't know. Like uh, something else, but ending on Rainbow Road makes sense. It's just it's just is it Rainbow Road Wii that had like the really intense like strategy for like the world record yes. or is that GameCube? Uh, ooh. I think it was Wii, because... I f- That's what I'm thinking. I think it involved... It involved, like, like the chunks of track that, like, you have to, like, hit certain parts. Yeah, and, and, I, th- right? and I think they had to do, like, a wheelie, which you can only do in the Wii game. Uh, okay. Uh, something like that. I, I, there's a summoning salt yeah, video, like you, there's a summoning salt video you needed, on, like, the Ultra Shock or, or whatever on... Yeah, yeah, like, you needed the Wiimote um, to do the wheelie. But using the Wiimote, of course, makes steering more difficult um, for every other turn, aside from the one that you need the wheelie for. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's, uh, yeah, that was a, that seemed like a nightmare. I have no idea if it's possible in this version. Probably not. Um, but you should try. <laughs> fuck, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's um, a really cool game and I really I liked that they... they Despite the lack of production value in on these um, on the tracks and so on, they definitely do look cheaper than the main Mario Kart Eight Deluxe tracks. Um, but I think for what you're getting for that money, if you like, you bought the pass, or even if you bought like a year of the Edison Open or whatever, I can't, I can't complain about it, not at all. Not at all. So, yeah. So, yeah. They've given a lot of content for that game. Without the characters, I would be turning my nose up a, a little bit more. But yeah. with those included as an extra, which which for me, by the way, feels like such a, like a, like them looking at it and being a bit like, mm, people aren't like as, as happy about this as we might have hoped or something. Uh, but it's a very un-Nintendo move to actually notice that sort of feedback and do something about it. Um, but yeah, no, I really liked it. Um, but yeah, bring on Mario Kart Nine or Ten, I guess technically um, on the in the next in the next game, uh, the next Switch or whatever. Um, I, put, I put Sonic in it. Oh. <laughs> have you? Oh yeah, Tom, I forgot to ask. Have you had a chance to play the uh, second Scarlet and Violet DLC yet? I have not played Scarlet and Violet, the game. Oh well. Yeah, Sloan. I Sloan, played Sloan it. Has, Sloan has. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll get to that when it's your turn then. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I thought turn. I remembered seeing Tom talking about it on Twitter, but maybe I, maybe my memory is playing tricks on me. I think it was me, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I have not. No, and uh, yeah, it's not, probably not going to change seeing as it looks like that DLC only continued that game's uh, issues, the ones that put me off buying it. Uh, but I'm excited. Can they announce Legends two already? Legend. I mean, probably next. Probably next month. It's Pokemon. Yeah, Day Pokemon. Soon. Pokemon Day is coming. Legends Mew or something. That'd be nice. Legends Unova. It'll probably Legends be Legends Cure. It'll probably be the Legends Cure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what if Mew. Legends Genesect? I was. That would Dennis, be cool. But I. I. Genesect. <laughs> that wasn't even Genesect's theme. Come on. Now. I know, but <laughs> Genesect is like Dennis. They sound kind of. They kind of rhyme. No, they don't. They kind of rhyme. <laughs> no, they don't. Dennis, Genesis, no. Act, Denisect. <laughs> That'll be the new form, Denisect. Anyways, Tom, keep going. No. Um. Uh... No, keep going. 
I um I didn't really do much else. Um oh actually there's a few films I watched. Uh I watched Saltburn. <laughs> which is yeah. which is a film that exists. Um it's all I've I've heard I've heard two different schools of thought on it. Some people say this movie is so stupid I hate it. Some people say this so movie's so stupid it rules. Um I have heard, seen two schools of thought on it. Uh Americans and British people. Uh yeah. mostly Americans saying, Oh my god, I hate this film, it's so bad. And then British people being like yeah, it's alright. Um, so, uh, some, some, the duality of man. Some people love it, of course, but you know that's that's. Um, but it was it was all right. It's it's very all over the place, but it is essentially a it's a it's a film that plays around in like the British class system. Um, if anyone doesn't know, this is a film. Uh, Barry, uh, I should really know how to pronounce his name, seeing as I'm half Irish, but whatever. Barry Keegan. Yeah, whatever. Um, he's in it. Um, and uh, him from Banshees of Inisherin and Batman and all that, and the Eternals and, and the Eternals. Oh yeah, but oh, was he Druig? He plays Druig. He was Druig. 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 Yeah. Druig. Druig. Me when I'm trying to to order pot from my dealer at two a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Druig. So yeah, uh, Barry Keoghan Keegan. How do you say his name? Q Keoghan. Druig. Keoghan. Okay, Druig. Um, he is a university student at Oxford. He comes from a working class background. He's got a you know a ill mother and so on, and he doesn't really fit in with anyone else because obviously there's lots of class shit going on in somewhere like Oxford. And then eventually he falls in with like a very well-to-do uh, classmate, and he ends up spending his summer holidays after his first year at Oxford in their big manor, which is called Saltburn, and they've got like servants and all that shit. You know, there's a very rich family. He's very out of place, and it kind of goes on with his like uh, you know. Uh, adventures and exploits and so on living you know living amongst these people um and uh shit gets pretty weird um it is not a film that really has much to say about class i would say it, it is about it but it doesn't say anything about I, I, it. I think it plays in it is the best way to say it like it's like what if we had a very specific type of character and put them in this situation and saw how they you know went on um so it's it's an interesting film um in some aspects in other aspects it's just like it's worth watching just to be kind of be like there when like the like the 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 notable scenes from that film um i'll just say battle grave uh the ending uh people who've seen the film will know what all that means um so yeah weird film uh but like not as dog shit or as amazing as maybe you might have been led to believe um but yeah worth watch um i also would see the boy and the heron speaking of yes actually great films um miyazaki's done it again he's a genius um i really enjoyed it uh, i watched the dub because obviously ghibli dub you gotta see our pats <laughs> i've got to see our pats that's the heron he really he really put his whole ass into that performance like <laughs> his whole his whole his whole pattern is he yeah <laughs> He's all Patussi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he did a really good job. But so did um like Florence Pugh, uh Dave Batista, uh Mark Hamill. Is is it so I haven't seen it yet. Is it true that 
he's ba- Robert Pattinson is basically just doing a Willem Dafoe impression for the entire film. No, Robert Pattinson is doing an impression of the original Japanese voice for that character. Interesting. That's what it, that's remember, what it feels when, like for me, anyway. When the trailer first came out, people were so sure that the Heron was voiced by Willem Dafoe because it sounds it sounds like the, the, the voice that Willem Dafoe uses in the lighthouse. Right, right. Actually, actually, I'm gonna look up who who Willem Dafoe plays in the in the film because I can't quite remember, but. Um, his voice, I was kind of trying to, I was kind of like, is that Willem Dafoe? Is it maybe? But no, yeah, it's, uh, oh, yes, Willem Dafoe's part is not especially obvious, but, um, um, but yeah, Christian Bale's in it as well. He does a really good job, um, because obviously he's reprising, well, he's not reprising, but like, he was in Howl. He was in Howl, and the, the Japanese actor who, um, played Howl returned for this movie, and so they got Christian Bale back as well oh that's, that's really that's clever. Clever. that's clever to voice the same character yeah um and his accent is a bit all over the place <laughs> but it's kind of okay because obviously it's set in japan and it's like you know they're not they're what they're not speaking english anyway are they normally as so. long as he's not doing the, the racism like digimon data saver squad did <laughs> no no he's he, um, his accent just seems to slip a bit between his like american and english voices but um it was definitely like he did a good job um like yeah, everyone, everyone in this did a really good job, but yeah, Robert Pattinson, obviously the the, the star, really. Um, uh, yeah, and and as for the film itself, it like it felt a bit like a greatest hits of Ghibli in some ways. Like there was bits of this that reminded me a lot of Totoro, a bit of Mononoke. Uh, there's probably stuff in I've not seen it, but I'm sure there's stuff that will probably remind people of Grave of the Fireflies, given the setting. Um, uh, spirited away, spirited away, some spirited away in there. Um, I would say Porco Rosso uh, because a lot of it is set in like a sort of there's a lot of like scenes set at the sea and stuff so it reminded me a lot of Porco right. Rosso in that respect um, but it is its own film as well like it is it is telling its own story and it feels like one that is has a lot to do with legacy and and such like that which you would naturally expect from Miyazaki at his age um, and his um, given I've, I've, heard, I've heard people say that the film is a thinly veiled plea for his son to give up on filmmaking which is very funny it really I, <laughs> so, so yeah and i definitely came out of it thinking that feels like it has a lot to do with his relationship with like if you i, I, I can't pin it down but i was definitely thinking this has something to do with the fact that goro miyazaki couldn't step on essentially yeah um it's not I, I wouldn't say that's accurate though and i've seen better takes on it saying this is more to do with the idea that any type of making a new Miyazaki, whether it's making his son, you know, his successor, or anyone else at Studio Ghibli his successor, and whether that's coming from him or or his, you know, the chair, the suits at Studio Ghibli, or you know, so on, or whether it's even people saying like Mamo Hosoda or other people are the new Ghib- are the new Miyazaki, it's kind of just taking a shot at that whole concept in general and saying this is stupid. Let people do their own thing. Interesting. And, oh. and it's... Um, and when I sort of saw that sort of take, as as it were, it kind of made me think, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense with what happens in that film and at the end and stuff. So I, I thought... But yeah, it's really good. It's a real slow burn to start with, and then it really gets going, which I think is very consistent with a lot of other Ghibli films. Like, I think, I think Totoro is a little bit like that. Princess Mononoke... Is is yeah, like Arietti is definitely a lot like that. Yeah, so I think it is 
uh, yeah, but I think it's a, I think it's a, a Stone Cold classic. So I, I, I love it. And yeah, yeah, be- definitely the best dub that any Ghibli films ever had. I would, I would say. Ooh, yeah, which yeah. is a bit of a low bar. Some of their dubs in English have been rough because uh, Disney, who handled them before through their Buena Vista uh, label, just didn't really give a shit. Like a lot of celebrities were cast because they were celebrities and not because they could act. And it sounds like they've really rectified that, which I'm really happy well, with. Yeah, I mean, G- I will... G-Kids did it this time, which is which is oh, yeah, perfect. They're they are they are gods of dubbing. Yeah, yeah. So so it, they they. New. And yeah, I'm glad, will... I'm glad that because it was them, they were, st- you know, even though it wasn't Disney or whoever, they were still able to get, you know, some big names in there who actually give a fuck as well. Like, you know, yeah, which is great. I I remember seeing the dub of Ponyo uh, when I was younger, and even like as a child, I heard Tina Fey and Matt Damon's voices in that, and went, man, they do not give a shit. On the Jonas Brothers, like one of the Jonas Brothers is in that film as well. Like, isn't Miley yeah. Cyrus Ponyo? No. <laughs> That'd be funny if she was. Amount of time, uh, she's in one of them. Mm. Oh, Noah Cyrus. Oh, I was that's that's still a Cyrus. <laughs> that's, yeah, sure is. I mean, someone someone from the clan Cyrus. But they, but I always thought uh, Mononoke had a pretty good dub. I really liked. Um, yeah, Mononoke, yeah. It's because Mononoke was handled by Neil Gaiman. Really? Was it? Yeah, he, wow. he wrote the, the English script for it and was involved in the casting, which is why Gillian Flynn um, plays uh, the wolf god in that, because she was close personal friends with Neil Gaiman. Oh, Interesting. I had no idea. You know, no unfortunate idea. that he's been kind of outed as a Zionist lately, but, you know, oh, really? he, he did a good work on that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, and like Porco Rosso. Was... Can't have anything in this world. Porco Rosso as well, which had um, Michael Keaton as as... Por- as the titular Porco Rosso. Yeah, and then also, ha- and then for the French dub, they got Jean Reno <laughs> to, to do it, um, which I think is really cool that two different dubs had two big stars outside of Japan. Anyway, Boy in the Heron, fantastic. Catch it. Uh, it was the first film I saw this year. We went to see it on New Year's Day. Uh, it was it was it was excellent. Uh, great way to. I I year. really want to see it soon. I I think my my biggest priorities right now. I, I want to. I really want to see the Iron Claw. Yep. And I really want to see poor things, but after I see both of those, I'm definitely gonna check out Boy in the Heron. I got like, yeah. see, my my family doesn't know what I like, so they just got me like a million like film uh, gift cards. Oh, nice for Christmas. So I I'm just going to spend those and go see all the shit I couldn't see in December. They played trailers for both of those films before <laughs> Boy in the Heron. <laughs> That's so funny, considering they're both hard R dramas. Yeah, and also like they're both what. Hard R dramas. I, 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 but oh, just, yeah. you know, <laughs> no, not like oh, the, racism, not like that, not like that. I see. <laughs> um, we had we had kids sat in front of, sat in front of us uh, at the. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Boy in Heron. They were no, they were good as gold, but we, well, I was a bit worried because when they came in there, it was a bit like, I'm not sure they're gonna be. Oh, is this gonna be uh, Angelica and whatever? Are they going to ruin my movie viewing experience? Are we gonna... Yeah, that was yeah. the the only. I mean, aside from I guess Spider Verse, the only like kids movie I saw in theaters last year was um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. And yeah, unfortunately, we had a fucking iPad kid behind us who would not settle down the entire movie. It kept running up and down the aisles and like smacking the back of the seats. What the heck? Um. <laughs> Fortunately, because our all of our I'm not sure if it's the same thing in the UK or the US, but all of our theaters here still have like COVID rules where like you ha- you you have to pre book your seats, um, and 
you know, you have to leave at least a seat between each uh, person and whatever. You have to do that um, for us. Remember my drama with uh, the beginning? Oh, yeah, that's true. But, like, because because you had to book your seat, there were tons and tons of empty seats, like, several rows ahead. So we just moved. And, you know, the kid was still loud, but he didn't he didn't smack our seats anymore because, he, you know, we were we were too far ahead of him. Yeah, we, we definitely did not have those rules, no. Uh, no, do not. That sounds like a good rule. Do not have those rules, no. But, um... But yeah, it was. I mean, it was. It wasn't like packed. Thank God. I mean, New Year's Day, you know. Um, but like, um, yeah, I, I, I would like to see the Iron Claw. I would like to see um, poor things. I think. Um, I'm not sure when though, because I think my girlfriend's going to go see that with my friend. So I'll be like, okay, I'll go see it at some point. Um, and um, what else? Uh, oh, I, I also watched Lemmy's. <laughs> we watched the 2012 uh, movie. Oh, the the Tom. Oh yeah, Hooper I saw version. you skeet about that. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I liked it. I thought it was uh, silly, but I, yeah, I, <laughs> that's that's the problem. It's not supposed to be silly. <laughs> I mean, it's it's yeah, I get it. Like, obviously, the best way to watch something like that is on the watch the stage version. But like, to be to be fair, I've never seen it on the stage. I've just seen like recordings of like the 1980s versions and whatever. But like, yeah. I cannot take Russell Crowe seriously in that <laughs> film. The man cannot sing at all, and he can barely act in that movie too. Yeah, he he was definitely a, a problem. But uh, Hugh Jackman was great. Uh, everyone, Hugh Jackman is good. Anne Hathaway is really good. Yeah. Um, I I have an irrational hate. I'm not sure if it's irrational. I have, I, have, I don't like Eddie no, Redmayne at me, all. So I'm, me I'm no valid, valid, valid. Posh, posh Belland. Don't like him. Don't like him. He's yeah. my favorite actor. Is Christopher Eccleston? He is like the most working class. Uh, like background actor <laughs> from Manchester. You know, I, I adore that one. That one Instagram post he made, like the parasite in chief in her stupid hat. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And he's like proper. Yeah, hates the roles. Hate you know. Will like fall out with you know. He holds grudges till the day he dies or whatever. But like he's great. A proper proper guy. I feel like Eddie Redmayne is the exact opposite. He's like just complete posh bellend. Um, you know, just I can't stand him. And uh, and yes, watching him in that film, I was just like, oh, why? Why is Eddie Redmayne here? Fuck off. Um, but but uh, it, it was still, it was it was solid. It was solid. Also, I know, and uh, you know, it taught me where I was just like watching it. Like, okay, there's like a billion references that I now understand. Cool from like yeah <laughs> other things. Um, the barricade. Yeah, yeah, the barricade. There we go. Uh, but I thought it was I thought it was decent. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I just don't understand Tom Hooper's insistence in having them sing on set. Like, does he think that he's smarter than every director who has ever done a musical before by having them sing on set? It's like, oh, they never did this before. It's just because I'm better. I'm too good for them. Like, I'm I'm so skilled at directing musicals. I'll have them sing on set <laughs> and then not realize how shit it sounds. <laughs> it was it was it was bizarre. I did like how uh, Russell Crowe had like the most like ridiculous, like, like the most like wincing. Wince inducing death that I've seen in a film. Yeah, I think like in all in the book and all of the stage adaptations, they just have him disappear. They don't show the impact because it's not important. All that's important is that he feels like he's been lost to the darkness, so he throws himself to the darkness. Having him fucking comically hit his head. No, you know, the way down. He doesn't hit his like maybe he does hit his head. I didn't realize that, but the part where he's just like his body literally hits like the boat and just like folds in yeah, half. It just... It's just like, what the fuck is this? That's like the that's like some D- Disney villain type shit. Like Yeah, and like he hits the bottom and makes like a crunch sound. Like it I feel like Tom Hooper thinks that um 
you know, J- Javert is a character that deserves, like, a karmic punishment. And not, like, you know, a, a misguided person who's taking his own life in recognition of the way he's compromised his morals. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's 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 me. Uh, Sloane, what have you been up to and where can we find you? You can find me on all platforms that you're choosing, except the platforms I'm not at, at Sloane Rosette. Uh, if, you, if you see me on a platform, I'm on a platform. If you don't, then I am not there. Um, I've done a lot. So, uh, not yesterday, but two days ago, uh, me and my best friend finished Our Flag Means Death Season 2. Who boy, that show, that show rocks. I know uh, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder was not very good. Uh, believe me, it was not very good, but... Taika Waititi can can do a, a a gay pirate show very well. He wasn't he the director though. He just acted in it, right? No, I think no. I think he's like the the writer of it. Is he okay? He's he's a producer at least. I'm I'm checking this up. Uh, okay, no. Uh, created by David Jenkins. Um, no, okay, so yeah, no. He he did some directing on it in the first season. Uh. No, he only directed the first uh, episode, I guess. Okay, I see. But yeah, no, this that show rocks. Uh, I I like it a lot. It's 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 very good, very fun, uh, very emotional at the end. So uh, I would I would say if you have a, a Mac subscription, uh, check it out. I like it a lot. Um, that was that was very fun. Get it now before um, it gets delisted for tax reasons. Yeah, before David Zaslav is like. Uh, <laughs> says something stupid again and takes off good media <laughs> um i did play the the pokemon dlc uh i think in terms of story i liked the the first one more i like the like, climax of this one more i think the climax is is excellent from both like a writing and like you know scale standpoint yeah, it just to me it felt like it retreaded a lot of um the end game of like the base game. It like does some similar stuff where I'm like I like this a lot. I think it's neat. I like what they do with the characters. But I'm like, oh, like it just kind of feels like, oh, they did the end of the base game again, which I mean, it's good, but at the same time I was like I liked um Teal Mask for being a lot more different. Um, but I've been doing a lot of shiny hunting in that game, though, and it's, who boy, it's fun. I've gotten a shiny Squirtle, shiny Duraludon, um... Hell yeah, high five. Nice. I got, I ended up finding, like, like, even not shiny hunting, just at random, I found, like, a shiny Dodrio, and a few others. A, a shiny Comfy that I ran into on accident, because I just bumped into it, because it was so small, <laughs> and my Coridon just covered it, and then a few others, so I've, I've gotten a whole lot of shinies, and I'm very much enjoying that. That's great. Um, I will say, like, as technically horrible as these games are, I think these are maybe some of the best uh, Pokemon games in terms of, like, writing, music. Um, yeah, I love the I'm... Pokemon designs. The characters are incredible, like, design and uh, character-wise. Like, that's, is... what, that's what makes me so sad about it, is that, like, yeah. were it not for the, you know, admittedly awful and distracting technical issues, these could have gone down in history as, like, the best Pokemon games ever made. Yeah. And instead, 
every time that they're they're brought up, they're they're going to have to have that asterisk next to them. It doesn't matter how good the Pokemon or character designs are. It doesn't matter how good the writing is. If people can't experience it because of technical problems, then they're, all that's going to stick out to them is the technical problems. Yeah, like I, for, for whatever reason, like my base game experience was like fine, but then afterwards I started getting like a lot more glitches and stuff. And then like even the DLC was like kind of rough at points. Yeah, I, I was very fortunate. I experienced basically no issues the entire time. Though to my understanding, a lot of that is because I played docked and I always closed the game after I was done with it. The, yeah, some of the the most egregious issues were from people who just perpetually keep their switch switch in sleep mode. Uh, yeah, I never um, do that. I'm not. Be- I'm not a sicko. Because the the game had a very bad memory leak issue um, at launch. That meant if your switch was on for like two days straight, the game would start to you know leak shit tons of memory and just explode all over the place with how terrible the the optimization and rendering were. Um, so that never happened to me. I'm fortunate about that. Um, that means doesn't mean I can ignore the people it did happen to. Because I did yeah. know people who had like you know crashes and like save corruption bugs and like you know would fall through the earth and that kind of stuff. And that 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 is that is awful. It's awful. I wish they had more time to make these. I genuinely believe if the franchise was not um, you know hamstrung by its need to be a platform for merchandise and other you know media stuff. Yeah. Um, we could get like Breath of the Wild level Pokemon games. Yeah, it's it's TPCI like needing to make these bi yearly, basically, which sucks and I hate yeah. it. Yeah. If if they if there was a Pokemon game that had like four you know, four or five years of development and the budget to match, we could we could have magic on our hands. But instead yeah. they're okay with them being good enough because good enough sells trading cards and sells plushies and sells T shirts and, you know, markets a TV show and all that. So Yeah. But yeah, I, I I do really like this game. I think this game adds a lot for a lot of characters. Like you see, like um, inviting characters to like the club room. Like you get a lot of fun interactions that I really love. Like yeah, I it's the a, very it's a great first thing game. I did. The very first thing I did when I unlocked that was I invited Katie and Rhyme because they're my favorite gym leaders and they had a very adorable and funny oh, interaction. Oh, that's cute. There's there's one where um I posted on Twitter, but if you invite uh, Tulip and Dendro because like they interact in the base game, I was like, oh, I wonder yeah, what they're, they're say. they're gay. They're, they're gay. And then uh, the Tulip with... also just straight up hits on uh, Rika and is like, "Hey, if you don't like your boss, I will, I will date you." Yeah, and it, it the the same thing happens if you if you invite um, Dendra and Miriam. They also have have flirty dialogue, and it's like I, had, I haven't done that yet. I'll have to do that. I'm not sure if this is a uh, you know a, a um, result of uh, localization or if it's like this in the original Japanese version, but it, this feels the most explicit. A Nintendo game has ever been about homosexuality existing. Yeah, no, like even in the base experience of DLC two, it's like Rika's like I have to take care of the boss. Like they are very clearly stupid. No one can convince <laughs> me otherwise. I I do I do like a lot of the characters in the DLC. Amaris is amazing. She deserves way more fan art than she has. True. Um, I lo- Carmine is like maybe one of my new favorite Pokemon characters. She's she's great. I love that her and Kieran are autistic in the exact opposite ways. Yeah, they're I'm I'm really salty because a lot of people are like freaks about her and like oh she sucks because she's mean to her brother. It's like for, I mean yeah that kind of sucks, but like people, that's called having a sibling. Take, people take a joke line so seriously. The one where um her grandpa tells her to be nice to Kieran and she's like well it's not like I hit him or anything as proof that she physically abuses him regularly. Yeah, and it's like y'all are taking this way too people, seriously people love to hate teenage girls and also like 
Like, everyone's like, oh, haha, like, she's racist. Like, no, she just doesn't want her, like, home, yeah, like, Yeah, not, not wanting your home to become a tourist trap is, yeah. is literally the opposite of racism. It's, it's Yeah, no, everyone, <laughs> everyone took, like, the, like, the, the two-sentence character description as gospel yeah. and, like, tw- and is, like, now a freak about it when, like, she literally explains in the first five minutes of the first DLC, she's like, no, I don't trust you because you're going to turn my home into a tourist trap. Yeah, like it's she is literally in like indigenous Japanese coded. She is meant to be the product of someone who's wary of of colonization and and gentrification, not like you know a fucking racist. Like people, Pe- people online uh, are such freaks about like uh, Carmine and Nimona, like in particular. And I, I hope they all walk into the like woods. I, uh, LTG dot gif now. Yeah, it's like I I understand that you know Pokemon's a gigantic fan base, so like by by merit of there being more people participating in the discussion, there are always going to be more weirdos uh, like by default. Yeah, but I don't have to like it. I don't have to like <laughs> yeah. it one it's, bit. A lot of it is even weird. It's just like people who just can't read. Yeah, what is like, what is like, the back of the basic box? Basic reading comprehension is needed. Yeah, it says basic. Don't just yeah. press <laughs> basic reading ability is needed to enjoy this game. It says it on the. It says it on the box. It says it on the box. It says it on the box. Uh, at least it used to. Doesn't say it on Persona 5's box. They'll go play that game. You dang dinguses. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they'll just read. They'll um, just read everything out to you in uh, in mis- mispronounce mispronounce everything. Yeah, they'll just they'll just tell you the metaphor. Um, okay, so I, I played that. I'm still gonna, like, be shiny hunting for a while. Like, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. <laughs> I kind of want to, like, make a, like, a competitive team just for, like, basic online stuff, but I don't, th- I don't think I'll get that far. I keep telling myself I will, but I probably won't. Um, uh, other than that, I played Tinykin, which Tom got me. Thank you, Tom. That game was a blast. It's, it's, it is, it is Pikmin, the, the, the collect-a-thon platformer, but it's, the movement is so fun. Sorry, sorry, that cloud for a second. You played Tinykin. I played I, I played and beat Tiny Kid. <gasps> oh my god. So thank you for thank you for that. You, it's so did good. Did you 100% it? I don't know if it's been. Uh I I I mean you, you, what, what do you mean like Like did you get everything? I got all like the artifacts. I didn't get all the, the platinum medals on the time trials because I do not have that dexterity. Oh, I I I, I played it before they added the time trials, so I don't even I oh. didn't notice. But I like I I ended up I ended up missing uh one of like the artifacts because I just couldn't find it. I had to look it up after I beat it. But yeah, I ended up getting everything. Is there like a secret ending after you get everything? I don't know. I just enjoyed getting everything. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. I just enjoyed no, yeah, the collectathon aspect of that game. It's, 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 it's very fun. It's like very Pikmin in its own unique way. I do think that there were some like weird control things like the, the yellow, like the bridge ones. Like if, yeah. you, if I would move up and like throw them, sometimes it would just like jerk my character to like the right and I would just walk off the bridge and have to get back up there. But it's like, it's like, it's so small. That's strange. Um... Yeah, I mean, I-, I do think like, um, sorry, I, I just want to say I do think that like kind of like the um, some of the other uh tiny kin that aren't like red feel kind of like underutilized in some ways, but like I I still think it's an incredibly good game. Yeah, I was gonna say that is that like the other uh, once you get past like the first, um, God, I'd say the once you get up to like the electric ones, I feel like they start feeling a bit like just sort of there but other... yeah you 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 didn't need that many but i just love any of the ones that like contribute to like movement tech and stuff is is oh, oh yeah. great like the 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 ones that give you a 
like a the tower. Like the tower. Those are fantastic. Um, I was very confused by those at first, yes. but like then once like I started like playing with them, I'm like, oh wait, like no, this is actually super sick. Yeah, because I, I I saw someone else like a streamer playing it once, and that, like they just did not get that for the longest time, and I was just like, ah, <laughs> so I pulled my hair out. But I guess it is. Uh, it, it, maybe I just I don't know why. Like I got it like straight away or something. But... You're just a pro gamer. Yeah, clearly, yeah, clearly, Tiny Kim pro gamer. I wish there was more speedruns of that game. It's it's fun to. See, I'm not going to do them because I, 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 I don't have the patience but, all the time. But the, the time trials are super fun. I got like platinum on like one or two, but like I just had to tap out because I'm like, I, my hand is cramping too much because of like the way that I'm like always holding shift. I can't do it, but it, it's a ton of fun. Like the movement in that game is, once you get used to it, like it is, it is very slick. Such an underrated game. I would why yeah. want everyone to play that. So there you go. Yeah. And then I played, uh, I started playing Wildermyth, which another friend got me. It's like this sort of like procedurally generated, like in like light procedural generation uh, in terms of like characters, like map creation, uh, like RPG, like sort of like tabletop RPG style game. Uh, like you do little campaigns that are filled with like like very like brief battles. Like so it's, it's got this very easy cycle of, oh, I'll just go scout out one more area and do one more battle and like do one more event that like it's very easy to get lost in. The writing's very good. It is, if you like the sort of like medieval style, like, tabletop style stuff i highly recommend it it's 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 a ton of fun i'm on my the third campaign now i've just been loving it um i also started sig uh signalis si yeah. singalis yeah. like yes. signalis yeah signalis i know words um, fantastic game i'm i'm pooping my pants constantly playing that game i'm just <laughs> gonna be honest i'm a, i'm a huge baby coward i don't care who knows it fair like I, I like there was like one night like my second night playing I put like ten minutes just like to do one thing and then get back to saver I'm like okay I'm done this is too stressful for me right now <laughs> and I just had to turn it off I'm like okay I'm gonna play some Pokemon <laughs> I'm excited to see where it goes because it does a lot of very interesting things in terms of like the the way they'll go from like sort of like top down to first person stuff like they're doing a lot of very cool things with it like yeah the radio puzzles I, are so interesting yeah once I figure out the radio puzzle. The the second radio puzzle, which is I think the sword, yeah, where you have the paper. I like I was like, okay, like I don't get this. I looked it up, and then I looked up, and someone I was like, oh, hint on this, and then it's like, oh, you should have this paper, and I'm like, oh, I do have this paper because I just completely forgot about it because I play so little at night because I'm such a baby coward, <laughs> and I did it. And I'm like, oh wait, this is actually super sick. So I, I it's probably, it's probably gonna take me like two months to beat, but I'm very much enjoying it. Depends stream. I'm I'm glad you are. It's a very Sloan core game. It is. So far it is. Like I'm just like I'm kind of frothing at the mouth about like all like the world stuff because all the world building and the character stuff is so interesting. It's literally just I I have trouble handling this because I am just whenever I do like survival horror, it's always been through like a playthrough of like like funny guys talking about things, right? Like like say um like like the best friends or something like I I I do that I experience uh, survival horror through people yeah. playing me, it me so too. I don't have to do it myself. Me too. Me too. I'm gonna have fun playing Alan Wake too, which is my the... yeah. Have fun with that. I I I'm gonna watch some friend stream that was a friend upgrades for computer, so I don't have to worry about that. I don't gotta be scared. Yeah. Well, I can say funny jokes in the stream chat while I'm pooping myself. <laughs> Alan Wake two now in Fortnite. I mean, I I got it on PC so. Yeah, I, I, I got, that comes with a free Alan Wake skin in Fortnite. 
That that is objectively the funniest Fortnite skin. Yeah, that's honestly like that would. It's funny because like I could feasibly see that as like Alan Wake the character selling himself out to be in <laughs> Fortnite type of deal. Like that is like a very meta joke on accident. I want to I want to see a, a short film with with Sam Lake hitting um, the gritty. Like on yes. the phone with Epic as as his agent trying to get him in Fortnite. No. Oh, no. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Barry. Yeah. Come on, Alan. I got this great thing for you. It's called Fortnite. The kids love it. <laughs> that is like that. That is up there with the with the skin based on the character from Miss um, Bourne or whatever it's called as like the most yeah. like. No one wants this in here but Epic. Like you know, there's because I think I think that Mistborn one happened because they were like friends with the guy who wrote the book or whatever. Like, uh, is it Brandon Sanderson or whatever his name is? Um, but like, um, or something like that. And then yeah, this part, this Alan Wake one is just because they made that game. Like, uh, no, because Epic published they published, published it. it and funded it and all that. Yeah, yeah. So so whenever uh, Fumito Ueda's next game shows up, that uh, I can't wait for his character to also be in 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 Fortnite. I just because they 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 need to put a Barry skin in so I can see Barry hitting the gritty. That's all I ask. <laughs> they need to put in. Um, uh, trying to think. Um, oh God, there's something from Control. I'm forgetting. Um, oh, Artie. Oh, he he's in Alan Wake too as well. Uh, but yeah, Artie. They need to put. Wow, spoilers for the Sam Lake cinematic universe. God, <laughs> it's the Remedy Connected Universe. Thank you very much. The, the actual official name is <laughs> Remedy Connected. Is that actually the official yeah, name? Yeah, Remedy Connected Universe. I'm I'm going to walk into a lake now. I'm going to walk into a Sam Lake now. <laughs> I look, I'm, well, I, I'm happy for them to do it because uh, the stuff in Control onwards was, was I mean, really if cool. anyone <laughs> has the right to do it, it's Sam Lake yeah. and a Remedy. I'm like, but that doesn't mean I have to like the phrase, the Remedy Connected Universe. Yeah, the, 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 and they went and managed to get Rockstar to convince them to remake Max Payne 1 and 2, purely so that they could probably add in and rope that in proper, properly into this whole thing as well. Max Payne is a is an AWE. <laughs> well, Max... <laughs> It's so sad about the voice actor, though. Oh yeah. That's, oh yeah. yeah that's, that's sad. Well, I mean, honestly, it probably it's it's probably for the best. Uh, well, uh, wow. Let me <laughs> let me rephrase that. Ver- verbal backspace. Let me rephrase that. Producer, we're gonna uh, we're gonna need a Doc Tom's pay for this next cycle. <laughs> I'm trying to say is there's a character in Alan Wake who's obviously meant to be Max Payne, but isn't Mac- called Max Payne, but he's voiced by the guy who originally voiced Max Payne. If you're going to remake the games, you might as well, you know, having someone else voice the character of Max Payne. Um, I think that would have been a smart choice to for them to do anyway. Um, but it's a shame that it's, you know, it's a shame that's going to happen now because of this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's obviously shit. And I, I like James McCaffrey was obviously like a fantastic voice actor anyway, because he was uh, he was in uh, Control. Uh, he was the director Trench. And all of the oh okay the, was he because that was like also like he did acting for that right yeah, um but yeah he was the guy who he just stood in front of the fucking um board and just smoked um and uh, in silhouette and it was the coolest shit I've ever seen in a game I um, okay I know I I get, I just gave grief for the remedy connected universe but man. Control is so like with all like the live action stuff it's so good yeah Control did the Alan Wake DLC. I didn't really understand the Alan Wake references, to be honest. 
But that shit scared the hell out of me. Like, the, the, yeah, that, it's good. That, that weird, like, thing that would move around in the dark. Terrifying. Like, I don't, I yeah. don't really do horror games, so that was... T- you should play Sign- Singal- Signalis, can- then, and you can be a scared baby pooping your doo-doo pants like I me. Kinda, I, I actually really do want to play Signalis. <laughs> Um, it is very, very good. Yeah, but um, but yeah, the Alan Wake two DLC was like, Aah! so uh, so the the control Alan Wake DLC, whatever. But yeah, anyway. Uh, and then what else, what else did I do? Um, I mean, I had COVID, so I I funnily enough, like Aww. it's funny because my birthday's on Christmas, so I'm always like, man, like one year I just want a birthday where I can just sit and do nothing, and then I had a birthday where I could sit and do nothing, and it sucked. Yeah. I'm like, the monkeys, man, the never mind. Cries. Yeah, the mon- but yeah, literally, literally. The monkey's paw really flipped you the middle finger. The, cur- the curse, <laughs> the curse, Froger. Yeah, God. Well, um, that's it from me. Uh, I play. I released a video game. Slumrisa.io slash daughters dash of dash the dash stars. That's the worst pitch ever. Slumrisa.io where you can download Daughter of the Stars. Daughters of the Stars? Daughters. There's mul- there's multiple of daughters them. Daughters of As of episode daughters. two, there are at least two daughters. You know what? I set myself up with this when I said terrible pitch. <laughs> but Daughters <laughs> of the Stars, which you can find on itch, uh, it, slowmrosette.itch.io. Um, Thank go you. Go catch it. Uh, I yeah. feel so bad, like, just retweeting the same stupid tweets all the time. And I'm like, man, I, I gotta sell that this. That fucking... Po- More people gotta that know. That fucking Jack and Jill Pokemon Go thing you made that was maybe laugh so there you go that was that is the best thing i made last year and i literally made a video game last year yeah go find sloan's post on on my on on blue sky blue sky and twitter jack and jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water fetch a pail of water <laughs> they should have been fetching a copy of daughters of the stars <laughs> okay I'm so thank, thank I'm you. so good. Thank you for thank you for turning cringe into base. <laughs> thank you. I do my best. It's because see, it's like the like Newton's law. Like by virtue, like all of my horrible references were turning that base into cringe. <laughs> okay. Like you can't destroy energy. Either it becomes based or cringed. <laughs> That's great. To That's how science start, works. When you start to flow, you stay in motion. Exactly. That's great to know. Nice Kingdom Hearts three Dream Drop Distance reference. Next week, because it has slow motion. Next up, ep- oh, oh, okay. Sorry, next, next week, next episode, next episode, next episode. We're, we're covering three episodes next time. We're, we're covering. Wow, we are episodes thirty-one through thirty-three. Yeah, because everyone, everyone gets a focus episode. Woo. Oh, all the focus episodes are next week. Nice, 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 nice. I saw, I saw like the one title that's like Battle of Geniuses, and I'm like, ooh, focus episode. But if we're getting three focus episodes in a row, I can't wait. I mean, I already can't wait because I like the show, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, this show continues to whip even with its issues that we learned about today. DNA charges the powerhouse of the cell. Anyways, <laughs> that's been our show. This has been the Nova Cast, and thank you for listening. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>